It's very nice of you to ask. How are you? I'm, I'm all right, yeah. Good. Yeah. So, what well, are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about Bohemian Grove, Ooh. playground of the elites, um, location of maybe some various occult dealings. Possibly, may or may not burn the actual body of a child, or maybe it's an effigy. Yeah. We don't know, we haven't been... But we're going to discuss it. Well, we're going to go. Or are uh, we going to go? If, well, there's a 25 year waiting list, 25 grand entrance fee, and two grand a year subs fees. And those are old figures. So adjust that for inflation. It's probably 50 grand to get in now. Well, if the podcast takes off. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe they could. And speaking this afternoon, after George Bush Sr., we have a couple of English podcasters. Uh, <laughs> You're right. <yeah. laughs> Hello, thanks for having us at the Grove. Mr. Eastwood, Bush Sr., all right. Nice you didn't take me with you. <laughs> we well, should have got in on the joke. <laughs> should have got in on the scenario. <laughs> oh, it is Mike. <laughs> I was skinning off. <laughs> He's pissing up, pissing up a tree. <laughs> There's a lot of... Yeah, me too. <laughs> There's a lot of pissing. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to talk about the Grove, but before that, Ben, what are we going to do? We're going to talk about some weird news, some random shit we found on the net. If this is your first episode, this is what we do every episode. We talk about some random shit we found on the net, and we have a bit of a laugh about it. It'll take half an hour, maybe a little bit longer. Depends how funny it is. Mm-hmm. Well, the first well, one isn't very funny, but we'll go through it anyway. Oh, man, <laughs> have, you dro- have you dropped another depressing one in to open yeah, the show? I it's smell a- politics. I smell, I smell no Brexit deal. <laughs> no, no more Brexit. I'm fucking stuck. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ending. Dog's Brexit, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, dear. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Okay. So this one's from the Penarth Daily News. Right. Fine, fine journalistic reporting. Is that Scotland or Wales? Wales. It's Wales, yeah. In the dark, the first 2,000 tonnes of nuclear mud is dumped off Penarth. Well, that's great. Nuclear mud? Yeah. That sounds bad. What's nuclear mud, Mike? It's well, mud it's mud. Radioactive mud. Yeah. What? How did the mud get radioactive? Did something leak? Did a power plant leak? It something? was bitten by a radioactive plant. Wow. Sorry for Sorry for asking what might seem like obvious dumb questions, but so there's been a leak somewhere else, and the mud got infected. I don't know. The, I haven't gone to the article yet. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an idea, wouldn't it? Let's read it. Yeah. Do you want to go for it, Ben? So the curious-looking Belgian motor hopper Schleuber made her first round trip from Hinkley Point to the Cardiff Grounds, a mile offshore from Penarth. She then opened up her belly underwater to scorch thousands of tons of mud 
and one massive bowel movement. That's as wow. the ship took a shit. Wow. <laughs> Although the conservative-run Vale of Glamorgan Council is protested with the mud dumping scheme, not a single Labour Assembly member, council or MP has raised so much as a peep in protest about what is easily the worst case of deliberate pollution ever witnessed in Wales. Last night, the Belgium hopper MV Schleuber loaded 2,000 tonnes of mud dredged from the seabed adjacent to three Somerset nuclear power stations sailed around the far side of the Monkstone Light and skirted the sandbanks and then took a shit. <laughs> a mile offshore, she dumped her controversial cargo in the shallow sea of the Cardiff grounds, which have now only been used to deposit d dredged mud from the approach channel to Cardiff docks. Uh, Schleuber's party triggers to split herself open from stem to stern with both halves of the ship opening up wide below the waterline to allow her cargo of mud to fall out of the ship under its own considerable weight. Sh shitting analogies. Hang on a sec, yeah. Could, you, would you, it, could I just read the caption under the photograph? Moving her bowels, splitting herself open along her keel, <laughs> Schleuber can open herself up beneath the waterline to let her cargo of mud fall to the seabed of the Cardiff grounds. Observers said it almost seemed as though the ship was defecating from <laughs> <in> Welsh waters. <laughs> so yeah, you bang on. Taking then. a right schleaver in the sea. Yeah. Tapping a schleaver. Yeah. Tapping a Cleveland schleaver steamer. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, we laugh though, but it's nuclear mud. <laughs> yeah, I go to Wales quite a lot for work. I'm going to grow a lobster claw out of my neck or something. I'm going to have to close the windows. When I'm going over the Welsh bridge, I'm going to make sure I keep the windows up. And watch out for those nine foot fucking nuclear powered seagulls. <laughs> you have to have, have your arm off. I'll <laughs> have your lobster claw off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have a Geiger counter on the dashboard of your van. I'm going to have to. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, better put the suit on. You just, just drive along and he just suddenly just lifts up from the air. <laughs> giant seagull takes the van off. <laughs> I'm going to give my best. I'm going to be late again. <laughs> what is it, traffic or seagulls? Fucking seagulls! <laughs> then you've got to reach over to the gun rack and <laughs> shotgun out the, window, out the window. Bang! Bang! Before you get too good. high. I was going to say it's not good. <laughs> Well, I don't want to get taken back to its giant nest. <laughs> With its giant children where you're swallowed in one. Yeah, it feeds me or makes love to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck inside the van as it violently rocks yeah. from side to side. And the giant nuclear penis of an 18-foot seagull enters the windscreen. What a way to go. Crushing you to death. <laughs> Choking me for all I'm worth. Wow. So yeah, nuclear wood, that's not good, is it? I got grim dark all yeah. of a sudden. <laughs> Well, like you said, mate, nuclear mud. It's no laughing matter, is it? No. Well, apart from we just laughed at it. <laughs> why did we? Why are we dumping it on our own? Why didn't we do this sort of covertly and just go a bit further and dump it at France somewhere? Well, or a bit the, further out. The French energy company EDF are paying for it, so yeah, they don't want to dump it in France, do they? How about no. international waters where where gambling's legal? Isn't nuclear mud legal? <laughs> Everything's legal in international waters. Yeah, mud wrestling in nuclear mud. Wow. That's a your superheroes. Couldn't we have like dropped many it from a helicopter, <coughs> like on our enemies? Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, on ISIS. Yeah, <laughs> drop it on ISIS. You know the threat to our freedom, Mike. Yeah. You know we go and drop nuclear mud on them so that you can enjoy championship manager. Yeah. Because not only will it kill the people it lands on, but it will ruin the grounds for future generations. Ah, uh, salting the earth. Yes, with nuclear death. But we've got to sell our weapons to ISIS. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Fucking capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you gotta have someone to shoot at, haven't you? <laughs> Well, that power. Ego, then. Do you think the rebels in Star Wars are they buying a lot of that tech from sort of Empire? Oh yeah. Do, yeah. Yeah. I reckon there's some shady bloke in the Empire flogging the rebels. Got apart, to be somewhere. Apart from the X-wings, which are probably like leftovers from the Clone Wars, just yeah. like a little bit more modified. Yeah. Yeah, but I reckon the blasters and stuff. I reckon because they look the same to me. Mm. But then again, how strict is gun control in the Empire? In the galaxy, we don't, I don't know. know. We we don't don't I mean, know. Han Solo's trotting <laughs> around with a pretty funky pistol at his side. Pretty dangerous as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Good on him. Oh, Han, thank you for your service. Rest in peace. Oh yeah. So yeah, what do we think of this then, boys? Spoiler alert. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't like the fact this ship is just shooting <coughs> two thousand tons of nuclear mud into the uh, into the into British waters. That's a bit. Isn't it? Why, why we get told that nuclear power is clean and it's cheap and it's reliable? So it's out, yeah. Doesn't seem to be, does no. it? Especially when over two thousand tons of mm. nuclear mud. We don't need it now. We've got houses that can give out more energy than they use. Because that reform fucking society with green energy. Yeah, but mine's no profit in that. And this was this goes back to my first question I asked about how did the mud get nuclear? Because there was no accidents at these plants, so I'm led to believe, adding two and two together, and to assume that maybe just being mud, you're just innocent mud, but you exist somewhere near a nuclear factory. Yeah. Power plant, sorry. You're just gonna get infected basically just by being well, it uses seawater to call the, the uh, so the seawater's going back into the sea and sea. poisoning the fucking mud. Yeah, three miles but it's around clean and the, nice. Three miles around the thing, so they go and take you from there and dump it. But it's clean and nice, so why is it making why, why just leave the mud there? I don't know. It's not clean and nice, obviously. Exactly. We've, but there's no profit in clean and nice. We've uncovered their lies. Actually, I watched this thing on um, Tesla. The other day, not, not the Elon Musk car company, the bloke Nikolai. Yeah. JP Morgan financed his first, um, gave him $165,000 to build this massive electrical tower, which he, Morgan didn't know Tesla was planning on using it to convey everyone free electricity. <laughs> when Tesla and Morgan found that out, he pulled the plug on the funding. What a surprise. Of course. Well, I, I think this whole thing. Why couldn't they just go a bit further out? If you've got to get rid of it, all right, what do I fucking know about the production of nuclear power? We've established nothing. So, to you then, Mr. Nuclear Expert, who may or may not be listening, my question would be, if it does make the mud and we've got to get rid of it, right, if that's just part of the process of having nuclear power, why are you only taking it a few miles out to sea and shouldn't well, you take it fucking... Well, maybe that's where the fishing grounds are, you know, you can't mm. dump it there, can you? No one fishes in the bay. Mm. No, because where they're dumping <laughs> yeah, but they that, swim. But where, where they're <laughs> dumping yeah, that is well, where yeah. they dump mud that's dredged out the channel anyway. So it is a dumping ground as mm. such, but not shouldn't be for nuclear mud. No, it's just gen- normal mud they, they, they've built up in the channel. They need to dredge out now and again. Look at Fukushima. What a complete! They've got fucking radioactive bores. Yeah. yeah, I mean they can't shoot fast enough. It's insanity. So in Wales, they're gonna have radioactive sheep. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna fuck back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they oh, no. fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all my dreams come true. <laughs> I did find it ironic in that video. Your part Welsh, you pose in midweek on the. Page, mm-hmm. That you ended up at the national sheep well, uh, thing rather than 
Yeah. Yes. Is that was that the, the Welsh just in you coming out? Or? Yes, that's why the video was cut off short because <laughs> I, I did infiltrate <laughs> and um, successfully. Yes, I and I, penetrate. I infiltrated in. I infiltrated out. Infiltrated <laughs> in. Uh, I did have my Velcro gloves on me because I never leave home without them. <laughs> being half Welsh. <laughs> and I had a whale of a time at the NSA. See our Facebook page for uh, for the video. It's a shame you couldn't have got like, the singing voice or something like that. <laughs> I think it's got the insatiable lust for livestock. <laughs> of all yeah. the traits to pick up. Uh, one day I'll be as famous as, um, what's his face? Assange. <laughs> Snowden. I'll be held up as a folk hero. <laughs> Hold up in an... Ecuadorian embassy getting visits from Pamela Anderson. I'll take that. Podcasting from the embassy. I don't think me and Michael will come to the embassy. Yeah, it'll be ace. Think about it. That's true. Or the Ferrero Rocher you can eat. (laughs) (laughs) It depends which country's embassy we pick, though. We've got to pick a good one. Well, we've also got to pick one that won't extradite us. We'll go to the Italian one. They may extradite us to the EU. The food will be ace, though. Well, I just live on pizza. The Mexican embassy. I live off burritos. Yeah. Anyway, we've really arms. derailed. Yeah. Anyway, we finished with the nuclear dumping mud. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Avoid that nuclear mud. Models with three breasts. Good. <laughs> Ooh. What? Is that literally the headline? <laughs> yeah. Models with three breasts walk the runway in a CGDS show. I've no idea what CGDS. It's a brand, apparently. Um, of all the things to make it down the runway during Fashion Week, three-breasted models may have been one of the more bizarre. Italian streetwear band C- brand CGDS sent two models down the catwalk wearing a prosthetic third breast, which you can clearly see their undercropped sports bra tops. The brand, uh, the initials stand for God Can't Destroy Streetwear, had the models wear one fake prosthetic breast between their actual breast. You just need to see it with your own eyes because no man's describing does it justice. And there's some pictures that we can't see. Well, what's the idea of this? Oh, to get fucking attention and yeah. publicity. Of course, because it serves no purpose, because no one's ever going to have three tits. What the f- Total recall, guys. <laughs> it's fucking gross. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's fucking gross. Well, I don't know. You're not going to suggest it to the owner? No, she's got plenty of boob. I don't need a third one in the middle <laughs> to complicate things. Two tits, good. Four tits, amazing. On two women. Three tits, something's gone wrong there. <laughs> fucking one it's like having a threesome with a woman and someone it was in a horrible accident oh not again <laughs> you don't want three tits you don't want three tits it's a very revealing um, outfit though isn't it I mean streetwear I mean that's like yeah remove the middle tit and her two other tits are still pretty exposed but they all look fake to me that looks like one giant prosthetic I don't care either way, it's fucking, I don't, they're just dicks, they're morons. <laughs> so you're not up for three tits? No, I'm not up for like this whole, the whole idea of fashion shows, the whole thing's stupid anyway, but then add, oh, it is it, daft. add this fucking insanity under this bit. And the thing that gets me about people who love fashion that are involved in it, the tragedy of it, is they can't see, they, they seem to be blind to like the fucking literal pointless nature of it. Like every 18 months it all just resets and everything that they told you that was amazing you spent the last year spending money on <laughs> it's now suddenly shit because they said it's shit yeah. and here's some more stuff yeah. right and it's just as expensive and you've got to have all this stuff and if you don't have this stuff then you're not a successful human being See, out of season right? fashion what yeah. the fuck are you doing and it's just the pointlessness of it the the futility of chasing your own tail like that like just oh, it's so daft 
isn't it? It's great it for is. capitalism. And I also oh, think yeah. that <laughs> fashion shows, their job is to out-crazy one another. Yeah, and it's to get attention yeah, and sell it's, clothes. It's purely, and, oh, they're the three tip brand, though. What does that do? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, it's got a very select clientele. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got, do you know what I mean? I've got my girlfriend's birthday and Christmas are pretty close together, so am I going to remember that... Oh, I should get some designer clothes. Oh, what was that three-tip brand? <laughs> I've, got, I've forgotten exactly what you just told me. God destroys God can't destroy heads. streetwear. Oh, well, he can. If Right, first of all... I bet Molek could. If you believe in the concept of God to the point where he's in the name of your, of your fucking brand, God can't destroy streetwear, God can destroy everything. So, of course, he can destroy streetwear. If he can destroy the streets, he can destroy what you're wearing when you're on the streets when they're destroyed. Oh, fucking idiots. With the three tits, get rid of them. I've had enough. I'll do them with the three tits, okay? We've well. got a giant picture of the three titted woman listener on the fucking big TV right now, and it's like. It's just. I've got aroused. Because she's fucking gorgeous if you take away the middle tit. That's what's. It's just stupid. I've had that three tit with the middle tit. Yeah. Okay, next one's a video. Fucking freak. Okay. It's about the expose of um, Trump's penis. Oh, well, Batman's penis. I was going to say, Trump's exposing his third tit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, He's most enlightened big... people have a third eye. <laughs> I have a third breast. He's <laughs> <laughs> just one big tit. <laughs> oh, super boob. <laughs> I'm a big orange boob. Oh, man, I was... Um... So uh, Batman's penis was obviously uh, exposed this week yeah. in a new comic, yeah? Shame to say that I did Google to see what all the fuss was about, and I was like, eh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I, see, I saw the image. Any reason for... He was just getting it. undressed. Yeah, he, he got back artist. in from doing Batman stuff, he took his suit off, and there it is, a bit of a silhouette of his dong. Bat dong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently they've removed that panel now, and that, they've changed the... Um, it was unnecessary news that doesn't mm. serve the story, but what it really is is because they didn't know it was going to become a worldwide clickbait headline. Yeah, mm. they should have known better. Yeah, it probably just got past the fucking censors and the editor without really thinking anything of it. And then the next thing you know, it's on every fucking social media. Batman's dead. The thing is, it's not mm. particularly obvious, is it? No, I had to look, to be yeah, honest. You I have to literally look had to, to look it. for Batman's dick, and I admit that I did. <laughs> I was curious. <laughs> Don't judge I'm obviously for shit like a batarang. <laughs> I, I was hoping he's coming, would have gone that far. I wanted to see if I was better hung than Batman, and <laughs> tragically, of course I'm not. <laughs> You're better hung than your dad, though. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, yeah, Trump's penis. Yeah. Oh, what a segue! <laughs> Fuck! That was almost professional. Uh, I thought I'd let Jonathan Pye explain this Oh, one. I love this guy. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's funny. Did you watch his special? No. I haven't, no. I'm the eye player. Best stand-up I've seen in, I don't know, mm. almost ever. It's on the eye player right now. BBC eye player? Yeah. Give oh, it a fantastic. go, mate. It is. He just starts and does not let up. He just rips I love him, I do. into every Labour, Conservative, mm. all of them. It's wonderful, sorry. Yeah, so Fantastic, check this guy out. So I'll just explain to anyone listening from outside the UK, Jonathan Pye is a uh, British political comedian who plays the role of this reporter outside. Yeah. Uh, the House of Parliament, who goes kind of off-air ranting. and yeah, It's very yeah. funny. Takes so. his earpiece out. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to explain the president's penis for us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and 
With the publication of yet another expose, this time by Stormy Daniels, the porn actress whom the president admitted paying in order to keep her quiet. Well, it hasn't worked and full exposure is the result. We took a look at a copy before its October release. Apparently, uh, Trump's got a mushroom dick, <laughs> according to Stormy. It's not even a mushroom dick, Tim, it's a toadstool dick, is what she said, a toadstool cock. I mean, that's not just a mushroom, that's a mushroom with little poisonous white spots all over it. <laughs> can, you, can you read that? Trump has a cock like a, like a, like a toadstool, I read it, yeah. She, she says it's probably the worst sexual experience of her life, and I mean, I mean, she's a porn star. Imagine, imagine some of the things she's had to do in the name of paying the bills. I mean, we've all seen two girls, one cup. And we, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we seem to have lost that report there. No, let's let's try again, shall we? Okay. What do you do? Elbow the pause button. Dick. Mushroom dick. Imagine imagine having a button mushroom, Willie. You know, one of them really sort of dark, oily ones you get with a trouble on breakfast. <laughs> Mushroom dick. Portobello penis. <laughs> Truffle cock. <laughs> Fungal phallus. For me, this is up there with David Cameron fucking a pig's face. As far as salacious, unprovable tittle-tattle about our politician goes, this is... A How do you prove it, Tim? You get him to address the nation from the Oval Office and flop it out and just wipe it on the Resolute desk. <laughs> She might have filmed it. <coughs> she might. I'm just, I'm just trying to... Uh, I'd want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Apologies for the issues with that mm. report. Uh, let, let's be honest, this... Well, <laughs> Jonathan Pye. Yeah, it's called um, Back to the Studio. Mm. The one that's on the iPlayer. He's fucking mate. I've seen little clips like that of him. Yeah, I've seen like, that shared on Facebook and, stuff, and yeah. stuff. But I've never watched the full. I didn't know he was that type of comedian. He does a full ninety-minute set. It's fucking awesome, blistering. Wow. Yeah. He just uploaded it on YouTube, didn't he? And it yeah. just got viral. Yeah, yeah. And that's how he. That's know, how he started, isn't it? Now he's got a world tour. He's in in the USA. Yeah. Well, he's brilliant. Cause if in the USA and you're like, oh, they'll love him. Because... Leftist politics and. Well, no, they'll love him because he addresses all those things that wind me up about the. Like calling yourself a liberal but trying to control mm. the language that everyone uses, and you know, well meaning, but you don't realize you're being a fascist. Yeah, he does this both, both, both sides, sides definitely. Yeah, but he'd go he'd... From more from a liberal slant, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's not, a, he's not one of them fucking morons. That's why I was in love with him because he was mm. ripping all the, the language police and the thought police and the fucking. He tells more truth in them three mm. minute videos than in three months of a fucking corporate news. You know what I mean? <laughs> Awesome. Anyway, yeah, check him out, listener. He's awesome. Yes. If you like us, then you'll you'll fucking love him because he's just like good. Except he's not <laughs> drunk. Yeah, he's not drunk. Yeah. Uh, oh well. He'd be much cooler if he was. drinking. <laughs> 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 so yeah. the president's got a mushroom dick. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, it doesn't surprise <laughs> me. You know, of course he's got. Oh, a tiny he was used to sit at some point as being his son when he's. Hey, fuck you. He's the sort of person. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, he's to go in the toilet. Walks in on you, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Just imagine the times we're in now. We, you know, we're talking about the shape and 
style of a president's dick and well, it's because he's fucked a porn star because we voted in a fucking uh, TV star as a and our, our ex-prime minister fucked a dead pig's head <laughs> well <laughs> maybe he did that right suppose it was that club called he was in club. the Bullingdon club oh, but they're a bit like Bohemian Grove exactly yeah, it's all the same fucking well it's like skull and bones a Bullingdon club it's all the same shit Frat they boys. all still go I bet, they, I bet you members of the Bullingdon club go to Bohemian Grove of course they do Boris I bet has been there Tony's been bummed in the bushes. I'm <laughs> willing to stake my professional re- uh, reputation on it. You don't yeah. have a reputation. Yes, I do. Well, George W. Bush great. watches <laughs> and wanks, I think. Yeah, I broke a number of live exclusives on our Facebook channel. Well, you found some sheep. I found the NSA's branch in the UK. Some sheep. The NSA. National right? Sheep Association. The Terminator B. They're two massive journalistic <laughs> stories. <laughs> In all fairness, I don't have interesting things happen to me like that on the way to work. So well, it's because I'm driving around all over the place. But yeah, I found the NSA. So yeah, I don't know what are we talking about. Oh yeah, the president's dick. It doesn't surprise <laughs> me. He's a weird little man, and he's always boasting. He's got a tiny ego because he's constantly even being president isn't enough. He has to go on Twitter and say things like, "I am the greatest president." Like literally, I'm not. Did you see him say that in front of the UN? Yeah, and, laughed and they and laughed, and then he says, "I meant to make them laugh." That's, that's yeah. what I do, I'm a it's funny just, guy. He went through, I wasn't expecting that reaction. <laughs> He's a fucking loon. But, <laughs> hey, there you go. So will we live in now? Yep. I'm just waiting for that giant asteroid. Oh. I don't want to die yet. It's alright, you just ignore everything. You live in a bubble, <laughs> watch conspiracy videos at night. And go full Alex. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, speaking of full Alex, mm. we want some more of him at the end of the show, but we will touch on, well, we will talk, because the, the Bohemian Grove video, the ceremony, is uh, was filmed by Alex Jones and his secret camera. So it wasn't... We, I think it's the thing that made him famous, wasn't it? Yeah. This at 9-11. Well, uh, this he, st- he kind of started the truth of thing off. It bumped him up a bit. Yeah, this was a year before 9-11, yeah. this was, wasn't it? So it was this, and, and obviously he made his name with this, with then 9-11 and the truth of movement kind of... Uh, Pushed him higher up the things. I don't think he had Infowars at this point, did he? He was just a radio host. No, he, no, he was on TV as well. He, he was on the way up. He just wasn't... He hadn't become the famous... Yeah. He didn't have a massive audience, but this is one of the things that got him to a massive... Because he was selling this on DVD. It was that yeah. long ago. It was like when people still bought DVDs. And I still buy DVDs. He produced Loose Change as well. He was one of the yeah. producers on that and finances. I didn't know that. And he released it. But anyway, what I was going to say is... He wasn't the first person to sneak in there. A couple of journalists have been in mm. and wrote really good articles, but he was the first to go in there with a fucking camera yeah. and get some usable footage. footage. Yeah. What is his documentary? Because we'll be referring to oh, it a shit. lot. What, what is it actually it's called? called? You just, if you just put <laughs> Bohemian Grove Alex Jones into YouTube, yeah. it's about two hours long. You'll see it. It comes up. It dark might have, Secrets, I think. It might have mm. Dark Secrets or Satanism in the title, possibly something like that. Tim, um, should we call a quick press break and then we'll get into yeah, the main yeah. cut and thrust of it? Let's do right. it. So, uh, okay, we'll be back. Alright, so we're back. And let's talk about Bohemian Grove today. Started in 1872, founded by Henry Edwards, a stage actor. Um, it was a place for sort of your bohemians, hence the name, your artsy types, actors, playwrights, writers, etc, etc. Should we just say, like, Thespians. Actually, what it is, it's a club, literally. Yeah, it's a club, a yeah. club for people to uh, hide away in this gorgeous foresty area. In um, California. And it was fairly Malween. Uh, 
Sorry to say that again. I haven't even had a beer yet. Fairly well-meaning. Yes, yeah. In the beginning. Um, it's situated 75 miles north of San Francisco, a whale's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Bohemian Grove covers 2,700 acres of magnificent Douglas firs and redwoods, some over a 1,000 years old. As of 2007, there were 118 camps distributed around the site's central feature, a man-made lake watched over by a towering owl shrine, oh, sorry, where the infamous cremation of care ceremony is held at the beginning of each encampment. Uh, the club motto, weaving spiders come not here. Mm -hmm. And that is supposed to mean that outside concerns and networking is to be left outside. The all-male guest list involves musicians, business leaders, government officials, former presidents, senior media executives, basically anyone that's in that 1% or has a say in anything. Yeah. That's who you're looking at, the type of people who come here. And it, they're said not to be able to... They're not supposed to be able to network inside. But they do, don't they? You can guarantee it happens, especially if they're all drinking, which they pretty much are we, constantly. Well, the Manhattan Project. Which Manhattan Project, yeah, 1942, yeah. Do you like a brief list of uh, known members? Yeah, let's pick out some of the more... Um, well, just there's not that many. Christopher Buckley, I don't know who he is, William F. Buckley, George H.W. Bush, that's senior, isn't it? Yeah. George W. Bush. I know George H.W. is the... Um, is that granddad? That's um, no, the last one, isn't it? H no. No, no, sorry, George, George. Walker Bush. Yeah, yeah he's, he's the Herbert one of our Walker generation. The, Herbert Walker Bush is the uh, senior, sorry, yeah. Both yeah. of them. Anyway, Dick Cheney, that of evil, course. evil reptilian Darth last. Cheney. Darth yeah. Cheney. Darth Cheney. Yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah, you're damn right there. Cat he won't die either, third fucking no. heart. Yeah. Replacement, either fucking... Evil. And you know those have come from the, the or street orphans from somewhere. Yeah, uh, we've got Calvin Coolridge. Walter Cronkite. Oh, was he? Walter Cronkite. Yeah, famous news reporter. Bing Crosby. Famous drunken racist singer. John E. DuPont. Don't know who he is. Clint Eastwood. Famous actor. Dwight D. Eisenhower. General and president. Gerald Ford. President. Barry Goldwater. No idea. Presidential nominee. Uh? Merv Griffin. Nope. Alexander Haig. Heard the name, can't place what he did. Charlton Heston. Oh, man. Herton Hoover. Herbert Hoover, former president. Jack Kemp. No. Henry Kissinger. Jack London, Steve Miller, Robert Mondavi, Mondavi. I think I said Robert McGarvey. <laughs> hey, I bet he's been Robert there. John Muir, Colin Powell, Col Colin Powell, sorry. I'm surprised what? at Colin Powell, actually. Why? Because he's black. He? Yeah. There's a one or two I've read in all the reading I've done, apparently, because this is a very exclusive elitist group, almost. Old white almost men. Almost exclusively, yes, old white men. One or two black men have been allowed in over the years. Democrats aren't really allowed in. Uh, so where do we get to? Colin, Ronald Reagan, David Rockefeller, mm. Nelson Rockefeller, Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy, Carl Rove, Donald Rumsfeld, oh, Charles Schwab, Mark Twain, he was one of the very early ones, I do believe, Earl Warren. That's just a brief of what, of what we know. There's oh, a few thousand yeah. members, if I remember correctly. Two uh, and a half thousand. 2,500, yeah. Yeah. Richest, most conservative men in the country. I'm genuinely surprised at Colin Powell, but then again, he was head of the US Army. You know, them contracts don't fucking mm. uh, so network was, themselves, do he they? He's a powerful man, and it's this is dodgy territory, but he wasn't, like, really black, was he? Do you know no, what I mean? Like, he no, was, was quite a light-skinned gentleman. They could probably tolerate, you know, plus his lizard powers. Um, <laughs> 
Do you think that they like have a, like the Family Guy scale? <laughs> Hold up a little card with varying shades of yes. Colorado. Uh, you're just about in. Yeah, he makes it into the club. So essentially, and also we should mention, this is supposed to be, we know this because one or two whistleblowers over the years have um, snuck in there and obviously there's staff members, you know, logistical people and things have just got out, rumours and few people have snuck in. It's supposed to be a secret fucking club and a secret yeah. meeting and the only way you get in is by knowing, you know, there's no, you don't apply to... You know, you can't Google it and sign up. You know, you've got to know someone who knows. Not, not like a Jedi council. Yeah. <laughs> you just Google it and sign up. That's it. <laughs> it's apparently a highlight of their calendar because it's three weeks away from work and women. Well, not everyone stays for the full three weeks, but some do. I don't know if I can handle three weeks of non-stop. <laughs> I've thought about it. When I used to work at the festivals, mate, after a week of it, you long for civilization <laughs> again. Your body is... Just sick of it's fun for a few. There's a certain threshold where it stops being. So fun. you you were in a tent, I assume. No, we I'd sleep at the truck or the stall, the actual market stall. Oh, it was, was like essentially a, a huge tent. It was like yeah. So mm. was it a camp bed or sleeping? Yeah, yeah, I slept better than somebody else would who was there as a punter, let's say. And I had you know creature comforts, but it's still pff, drinking all day, other things happening. <laughs> Uh, it's too much so yeah this sounds to me like because I read in one of the articles it's a ritual one of the many many rituals is um, I can't remember which alcohol it is but it's um, it's definitely a, a short or whiskey or something that's what you have when you get up every morning that's is the first gin? thing it might be gin yeah it's something did you say gin to me earlier when I go with this I did, yeah. but they definitely have a shot so that's the ritual and you can't be seen to say oh no not for me thanks it's not the done thing um, it's gin though isn't it but that's how you start your day, three weeks of it. Drinking Victorian orphans? Constant drinking all day, apparently, from the articles I read. Yeah, um, yeah, same here. Really, it's uh, just... They, they're just letting loose and acting like children and yeah. having a little festival. See, this is what rich people do. Five days of download, or four mm. days, last day, obviously, you're leaving. I'm fucking done at that point yeah, in terms exactly. of, like, <laughs> booze and... and Weed consumption. Your body needs like I'm and sleeping in a, a in a bed. I'm on a bed to sleep yeah. on. I want a proper toilet to go on. Although doing the VIP area. You want to be indoors. Yeah, that's what it. You just, you know. I know we're kind of back in our ancestry design designed to be outdoors, but that's been bred out of us. I also like know. a bath. Yeah, we like to be inside. It's yeah. nice, safe. You know, but <laughs> these guys fucking love it because I guess the weather's good. Yeah, but things. They're in these camps, they ain't mm. tents, they're in little shacks. Yeah, got their own room, I'd imagine. So we should en explain. Suite. Yeah, we should explain. It said there 118, didn't it? Separate camps. Yeah. And these are quite strict, these camps. They're different social groupings from what I can work out. Yeah, They've got yeah. weird names like. One the, for paedophiles, one for walkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what did Bush's Alex say camp, he was going to? Well, he, do you know what? He said he was part of Bush's camp because do you know what their uh, nickname is? Their camp is called the Hillbillies because they're from Texas. So Alex's thinking was, because he's got a Texas accent, he'll say he's yeah. with the hillbillies, which I suppose is logical. Yeah. But yeah, they've all got weird names, and uh, there's sort of security on these camps as well. Because this place has to be, you can't have this many rich people. Oh, security And yards. CEOs and without, you know, I mean, apparently the, the men in black sweep the local area a few days before, and we'll check out all the local... Well, it's in the woods, isn't it? So you're gonna, they're going to send the teams to the woods. Yeah, and, and, yeah so... It's, 
Plus, very bizarre. these CEOs have probably bought their own security as well, well to help out guys who are specifically on their payroll. Mm. Couple of bodyguards, maybe a team. I'm not sure. The possibly security. some of the very rich might do, but from what I was reading, man, it seems that it's not really because we should also did we say that no women are allowed at all? No. They're allowed a certain, they had, basically the local government tried to sue them because that's against the law. You can't run a business and say we don't employ women. I think it's called an affirmative uh, action in the US, the equal rights thing. So they reluctantly employed a couple, I think, but they're sort of on the car park or yeah, something like yeah. that area. They're not allowed through Throwing the actual in, uh, club area. But I've also heard that the hookers that are shipped in at night, it's the same thing. Yeah, allegedly they're all fucked in the uh, car parks at night. Oh, so just dogging then? Yeah, they're just wild and free, man. Wild and oh, free. Yeah, I was thinking about how I would I like to be one of these if I was rich and famous and someone said, oh, you can come as my guest for a few days, what I would really make of it. You know, they're all quite old men and they all think they're being wild and you can imagine they're conservative. These are the most boring fucking humans on the face of the earth. They get a kick out of pissing in a bush. <laughs> yeah. I can get my cock out. <laughs> you know, they're, they're usually Republicans, probably mm. deep... Deeply uh, deep Christians, well, you'd think so. Well, but as we'll come to, maybe yes. there's maybe, maybe they're not very Christian. <clears throat> well, so as we move on to the symbolism, yes, because we've mentioned so far the way we've described it sounds like a bit of a jolly, doesn't it? Yeah, in the woods, some camps, a lot of rich people, yeah, and elites, but perhaps more sinister undertones. Yes, it sounds so far like a, the elites Glastonbury, doesn't it? Mm. Yes, apart from the networking that goes on, are they? Yeah. But then something else yeah. happened, like Mike just said, uh, something that could be taken, it depends how you take it, could be seen as being deeply sinister. Yeah. Or, or a, a shit silly. opera. Should we get into yeah. it? Well, let's do the symbolism first. So the mascot of the club has always been an owl. Right. And symbolising wisdom. Why, I was thinking about this, mm. why are owls considered <laughs> wise? Because they could turn their heads maybe and look They can see what's behind them. No them, owl has ever fucking sat down to me and gone, right, listen Ben. But they do I've also. advice for you here, mate. They do also fly into closed patio doors yeah. sometimes. So yeah. They're not fucking clever. And then also on all the taxis in the documentary, they all had an owl on, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um. So, but at the man-made lake, as we discussed earlier, you said the owl is also part of um, Freemasonry as well, isn't it? I think. Did we? Did we do I the can't owl? remember. Yeah, Probably. Yeah, maybe. It's mm-hmm. on the money. It's on the dollar, really small somewhere on one of the dollars. It is. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, there's a 30-foot or 9-metre-tall owl statue and it stands at the head of the Lake of the Grove. It was constructed in the late 1920s. And this is where the uh, the cremation of care, call it a ceremony, call it a ritual, call it a crap opera, They put this on the first place. night, don't they? This is the first night you're there, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's an annual, it's officially, it's an annual theatrical production written, produced and performed by members of the club. Mm. Uh, also, they've got a patron saint, and this ties into the secrecy. Uh, it's John of uh, Nepo- ne- oh God, Nepomuk, who legend says suffered death at the hands of a Bohemian king, so the Bohemian thing, coming in again, right. uh, rather than disclose the, the confessions of the queen, that'll be like the Catholic confessional okay. thing. A, a wood carving of the saint stands at the entrance to the lake with his index finger over his lips, so shh. Right. Uh, symbolising the secrecy kept by club members. So that's a little bit... You could argue that's a sinister in a way. You could also argue sort of like it's Fight Club and the first rule of Fight Club is we don't talk about Fight Club. 
So just to, to reiterate, the centrepiece of the, these 118 camps is a huge man-made lake, and the centrepiece of that lake is a 30 and some say 40 foot, so... I've got 39 metres tall. 30 to 40 foot high stone owl with a hollow bit in the middle. It's based on an ancient ritual, isn't it? An ancient thing that used to be built. The hole, the hollow bit in the bottom is to put in a child. Yeah. Set well, a light. That's if it's Molek. Well, it looks like him, isn't it? No, no, other... no, no, no. It doesn't look like Molek. Well, Molek's got a bull's head. Molek has a bull's head. Oh. Well, if, in full fairness, I'm going to... Why do we think this no is Molek, actual description then? of the idol exist? It's only the age of the internet that puts Molek with a bull's head or an owl. Throughout history, no one mentioned an owl until the internet. But Alex Jones comes along and says right. it's Molek. It's mm. a Babylonian god. Well, yeah, he's right about that. But okay. who knows? But he's just, he's basically throwing out the something. Yeah, yeah. He's so editorialising, but factually, spe- this couldn't. This might not be specifically Molek, but it mm. might be something similar. Right. It's yeah. still a thirty-foot owl with a hollow section where you put in an effigy of a human. Anyway, at least well, it was a child in the, in the past. <coughs> if you're going to sacrifice to Molek, the effigy of a child. It was a, no, it was a child. Well, yeah, in the old times, a living child. But, yeah. but what I'm talking about is so factually speaking, we know at this fucking camp. Where so far it sounds like Glastonbury for rich old white dudes. There's a fucking 30 foot stone owl, right? Yeah. Not Jesus. He's the most, like we said, conservative, Republican. Anti abortion, pro gun. What do they bang on about in public and in Congress constantly? Jesus, Christianity. It's not a 30 foot Jesus or anybody else from the Bible. No. It's a fucking well, weird owl. Well, like, well, he's is in the Bible. Oh, is he? He's mentioned oh, okay. in Leviticus. Uh, Leviticus 18.21 What's he saying? And thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire to Molech neither shalt thou profane the name of the God I am the Lord well, So basically he's saying don't worship Molech don't put your kids in the fire mm. um, They're doing a ceremony that sort of represents that Yes Yes. Now that's got to raise flags hasn't it right, You're setting up a club yeah an all boys club Mm-hmm. I'm out for piss in the woods, yeah? Yep. The first Drinking thing you think of is a statue of an owl god mm. where you simulate sacrificing kids. Alleged owl god. Alleged owl god. Because there must be some connection. I was talking with my uh, lady friend about this. There must be, in my opinion, some connection, I think, to some sort of ancient religion that isn't Christianity, that's a bit more pagan maybe, that only people in the know know about mm-hmm. do you know what I mean people in them circles maybe follow a bit more of this type of beliefs in private but publicly they have to they know yeah. politically support Christianity and blah 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 it could be exclusively to this club and have nothing to do with anything dark or religious it could, could just be we want our own thing but it's weird that they're the most powerful people in the world and this possibly does have connections to some ancient religion so yeah why are they going with that and not jesus and it shows them for the frauds they are we know this anyway yeah. but it's just yet further proof that in public they bang on about jesus one idol and we know from the footage that in private they sort of worship i don't a different think type. i don't think all of them know I, mm. I think about five percent like the priests the people that organize yeah. it maybe a dozen or two sort of the guys on stage are probably in the know. They're yeah. in your top I 1% think, of the 1%, maybe. Yeah, 95% of the crowd don't know. I think it's just a ritual yeah. that you just... You, you know, see, oh, look, yeah. we go to the creation of care and we do this silly ritual. You see in the, in the footage, 
that when stuff happens on stage, there's no chanting or droning or whatever the pagan equivalent of Amen is. They're just clapping and applauding and cheering mm -hmm. like it's a show. I mean, yeah, there's fireworks going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah to them. But very so there is. Produced. My theory is that this is, was written by one of the guys who founded the place, yeah. and they did it every year, and it's the mm. first night. Cremation of care, for me, says, you're here, you can do what the fuck you want. Yeah, that's it. It's is quite it, easy to break your down. Your cares are gone. Yeah. When we it's, go through the... I agree with you. I came to that thought, really, because when we go through the transcript of it, we'll read a bit of it out. It can easily be seen what they're trying to... It's basically, while you're here, you're fucking... You let go of the entire outside world, all those cares, all your stresses of everything you do, we're burning it, it's gone, and we're just yeah. going to be free, and it's all a bit corny, really. Yeah. But... But in 18-whatever, it might not have been. But still, yeah, there's still, why isn't it Jesus, why isn't it, I don't know, it, and it just shows, I just look... Tradition supersedes religion mm. at some point, doesn't it? Because surely, the deeply, because there's people in there, church leaders, I'd imagine, or people, you know, of power who are in public... Mm -hmm banging on about Christianity, wouldn't you, if you were in that crowd, think, oh, it's a bit unchristian for me to be watching this, even if it is a show. And one thing my missus said, and I like this, it's a bit conspiracy, but they're playing, as they bring the effigy of the child yeah. uh, to burn, they're playing through the stereo system the sounds of a, of a human screaming. It doesn't sound like a child, it sounds like a man. And my missus was like, well, couldn't they put a real man in there? And everyone that's watching think that it's an effigy. Yeah. yeah. But the people who run the ceremony every year actually do yeah, could be. burn a fucking yeah. person. Well, that's, that's where it gets to. Your, <laughs> that's where we go for the to the occult side of it, isn't it? Yeah. And, I, and we we watch this Friday night. I come in for a champo man. So we've got to watch this Alex Jones thing. Yeah. Get yeah. a chance to watch it. We watch it, and it was like, well, if that's a real person, mm. then it's fucking sinister and dodgy and occult yeah. and. But if it isn't, it's a harmless bit of theatre. It's really cool. We'll, we'll never know. That's, that's the, thing. the thing. Yes, <laughs> that's what's. Fun. Maybe the people in the crowd don't know. No, mm, that's, that's it. the thing I yeah. like. Well, don't like, but I like the theory. Is it? That's why they're clapping and cheering. Yeah. It's like, oh, we've got to clap and cheer. It's been doing it every year's tradition. But the people in those hoods on the stage doing the ritual, maybe they know that we yeah. really do have to do this, sacrifice some blood, because it's an effigy of a child, but the screams are clearly a male. Yeah, actor or possibly because mm -hmm. the camera footage you can't tell. No, it's... no, the camera footage is very poor. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it's a hidden camera. It's a it? hidden camera. Either so way, I think we're all on the same page and agreeing. Whatever the actual truth is, at this point things are all a little bit strange, mm. aren't they? Yeah. A bit weird, isn't it? I mean, some of the stuff Alex pointed in that documentary, mm. that, that thing between the two trees, that yeah, gave away, the, the skull, skull on it. And, but it was just sweet La Fila, which is, yeah. a, I, I was like, I fucking know what that is. What's I had that? to Google it. It's, it's, I, I am a girl in French. What? I am the girl in French, yeah. Mm. And they dress up like women in their stage show. We haven't got to that yeah. bit yet, have we? Not the ritual, not the formation no. of care. They have later on in the week. Oh, they have all sorts of little things. It's like a, one of the highlights of the week is a sort of pantomime, comedy type performed by the people in the um, in the crowd and famous members join in yeah. and come on stage and do, but it's all apparently really strange a lot of drag a lot of crass sexual sort of jock you like schoolboy these people are simple Should weird we through, simple people. Go, oh, I just can I tell you what yeah. um, St Ike says yeah I'd love to know what Mr uh, Ike I've got a quote from St Ike about Molech uh, this is from the book The, uh, the Biggest Secret 1999 right before Alex's video. Before Alex's video. Yeah. Makes you wonder whether Alex got some inspiration from mm. this. 
The owl is a symbol of Molech, an aspect of Nimrod or Baal. Molech demands a sacrifice of children, and it was to this deity that the children of the Babylonians, Hebrews, Canaanites, Phoenicians, and Carthaginians were sacrificially burned. Uh, this picture provided visual support for the claims of the Druid rituals being performed in the grove, with people in red robes marching in procession, chanting to the great owl Molech. Mm. That's what he has to say on it. Well, so he's he's confidently asserting that it's a an ancient god, mm. and they're still worshiping it. Whereas Alex, obviously, I think Alex picked up on that. I think he'd have he'd have. I think Alex would have read Saint Ike. Yeah, definitely. One thing that's really interesting, uh, that I've just remembered. One, the person who snuck in at the same time as Alex was the now famous British writer and journalist <coughs> John Runson, and he made his own documentary about it. And I've heard him talk in several interviews about it on Joe Rogan and lots of other things. Um, he was in there that same night with Alex and they actually bumped into each other. They went in separately. Alex went through the woods and did it the hard way, but John Runson had a contact who's been there loads of times. He says, just walk in confidently, just through the yeah. front. Was just mm. So Alex did all that shit through the bushes <laughs> and John Runson just walked in. <laughs> and they bumped in, but John wasn't filming though, you see, I suppose. So, But anyway, and... I love hearing John talk about it because he says that basically Alex was genuinely freaked out by the whole thing. Alex genuinely yeah. thought he was witnessing satanic mm. fucking dark rituals done by the elite and was fucking A, excited that he got the story, but also genuinely like he believed it. What the it. fuck's going on here? Yeah. John Ronson, the sensible Englishman, he saw it as... Like the side you're coming from is just this is just frat boys. Yes, it's weird, but it's just silliness. It's yeah. It's the school thingy club. It's every it's frat boy culture, but taken to the nth degree because it's the elite of the elite. And he genuinely wasn't too freaked out Mm. by it. He didn't really see the, but he could see why Alex thought that. Yeah, but I mean the ceremony itself. I mean starts with. mm. You know, guys in hoods bringing the sacrifice, the yeah. sacrifice on a car. They got flaming torches in their hands. There's mm. music playing, and flight of the bumblebee plays at some point. Mm. You know, it's just it's very theatrical. It's very pagan. So we go Alex, through it. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's do, do, do the the transcript. So. Um, right. Shall I have a go? Yeah. Go on, as you were. I can't remember how the guy sounded. But the I'll first just... guy was a bit sort of. Um, Naturey, druidist, and the second guy was more angry. I'll read it like a a Shakespearean uh, actor. So, is this right at the start? That yeah, this is the first first bit. Okay, the owl is in his hef. Oh, I fucked it up already. The owl is in his leafy temple. Let all within the grove be reverent before him. Lift up your heads, O ye trees, and be lifted up, ye everlasting spires. For behold, here is Bohemia's shrine, and holy are the pillars of this house. Weaving spiders come not here. Hail, Bohemians, with the ripple of waters, the song of birds, such music as inspires the sinking soul. Do we invite you into midsummer's joy? The sky above is blue and sown with stars. The forest floor is heaped with fragrant grit, the evening's cool kiss is yours. The campfires glow. The birth of rosy-fingered dawn. Yeah. <laughs> mm. For behold, here is Bohemia's shrine. 
and holy are the pillars of his house. Shake off your sorrows with the city's dust, and cast to the winds the cares of life. But memories bring back the well-loved names of gallant friends who knew and loved this grove. Dear boon companions of long ago, a let I let them I what do you think I, yeah. I let them join us in this ritual, and not a piece be empty in our midst, all of these battles to hold in this grey autumn of the world, or in the springtime of your heart, attend our tale, gather ye forest folks, and cast your spells over these mortals, touch their world blind eyes with carrion. Open their eyes to fancy, follow the memories of yesterday, and seal the gates of sorrow. It is a dream, and yet not all a dream. Dull care in all of his works harboured it, as vanished Babylon and goodly Tyre. So shall they also vanish, but the wilding rose blows on the broken battlements of Tyre, and moss rends the stones of Babylon. For beauty is eternal, and we bow to beauty everlasting. For lasting happiness we turn our eyes to one alone, and she surrounds you now. Great nature, refuge of the weary heart, and only balm to breasts that have been bruised. She hath cool hands for every fevered brow, and gentlest silence for the troubled soul. Her counsels are most wise, she healeth well. Having such mysteries as calm and sleep, she is ever faithful. Other friends may fail, but seek ye her in any quiet place. Smiling, she will rise and give you her kiss, so must ye come as children. Little children that believe do not ever doubt her beauty or her faith, nor deem her tenderness can change or die. Bohemians and priests, the desperate call of heavy hearts is answered by the power of your fellowship. Dull care is slain, his body has been brought yonder to our funeral pyre, to the joyous singings of a funeral march. Our funeral pyre awaits the corpse of care. O thou, thus ferried across the shadowy tide, in all the ancient majesty of death, dull care, ardent enemy of beauty, not for thee the forgiveness or the restful grave. Fire shall have its will of thee. And all the winds make merry with thy dust. Bring fire. Fools. Fools. I like this bit. <laughs> Fools. It's a bit sort of metal, isn't it? Yeah, it gets quite dark then. When will ye learn that me ye cannot slay? Year after year ye burn me in this grove, lifting your puny shouts of triumph to the stars. When again you turn your faces to the marketplace, do you not find me waiting as of old? Fools! Fools! Fools to dream you conquer care! Say, thou mocking spirit, it is not all a dream. We know thou waiting for us. When this out Sylvian holiday has ended, we shall meet thee and fight thee as of old. And some of us prevail against thee, and some thou shalt destroy. But this too we know. Year after year, within this happy grove, our fellowship bans thee for a space. Thine malevolence, which would pursue us here, 
has lost its power under these friendly trees, so shall we burn thee once again this night, and with the flames that eat thine effigy we shall read the sign, Midsummer has set us free. Ye shall burn me once again, not with these flames, which hither ye have brought from regions where I reign, ye fools and priests, I spit upon your fire. O owl, prince of all mortal wisdom, owl of Bohemia, we beseech thee, grant us thy counsel. No fire, no fire, no fire. Let it be in the world where care is nourished of the hates of men, and drive him from this grove. Our flame alone must light this fire, one flame alone must light this fire, a pure eternal flame, at last within the lamp of fellowship upon the altar of Bohemia. O great owl of Bohemia, we thank thee for thy adjuration. Begone, detested care, begone. Once more, we banish thee. Begone, dull care. Fire should have its will of thee. Begone, dull care. And all the winds make merry with thy dust. Hail, fellowship's eternal flame. Once again, midsummer sets us free. Well, thank you, gentlemen. That was quite good fun. That was very good. Yeah, yeah, very good. Excellent. What a load of weird. It sounds like. Do you know what my it initially reminded me of? Because I forgot that the devil starts having his go. At, well, I think that's dull care. Oh, well, dull back. care. It reminded me of. Have you seen the pick of destiny, Tenacious D? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they challenge the devil to a rock off at the end. <laughs> and they're going back and reminded me of that. Yeah. Basically, it's the yeah. devil went down to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same story. It's concerning <laughs> the banning care. For those of you, it's those, for those. Care's bad though, but that time you're there, that time you're there, don't worry. Because you is know it, what, one is of them the time they're there, or is it like a, no, a refresh it every there. year? Because mm. he says to go out there and then do these despicable things. I know, but then cares as well. You'll yeah, banish me for a bit every year. Yeah, and he says you'll banish me for a bit, but I'll be back. Wait, you're in the marketplace. Yeah. Could we just put a pin? Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I need to wait. Okay, <clears throat> so we are back. So, see, I read that as um, just like, hey, you're the time you're here. Don't give a shit. This is just, remember, this was this club was started by your, your bohemian thespian types. It was over a hundred years ago. This is the kind of thing they enjoy. And because the club has slowly become more infiltrated over the years with the, the 1%, mm. you know, it's just tradition now more than anything else. It still means something to a point where it's like, while you're here, you can piss up a tree and no one's going to judge you. Mm. And you're going to drink gin for breakfast and maybe indulge in some homosexual activity. Or fucking or dogging down the carport with some prostitutes. Yeah. I bet there's some fuckload of cocaine and. Oh yeah, yeah, drugs, all sorts. Mm. But the time you're here, don't care about it. It's just your release valve. Yeah, that, but, but that could just be the public, you know, what what they want you to see. You know, the public charade. Well, behind the scenes, you've got a core group mm. who actually worship this fucking Moloch thing, and every year they sacrifice a child. Well, yeah. maybe. Well, that's, 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 as we no. said, that's the point where it gets yeah, you know, some saying. harmless theatrics yeah. to a court ritual. Do they actually kill well, anybody? That's it. You've got to you've got to decide on that scale from the evidence you, we've got in front of us. Which how far on that scale do you want to go and where you sit? I would like to point out as well. I know from reading the un, those undercover articles, and I will give you the link 
listening, I'll tell you how to find them later because there's a couple of awesome articles on the internet from guys who snuck in. But you know the 118 camps? Yeah. They're not all on the same level. Like, or, you know, obviously some camps have a lot more prestige than others. It depends who's in them, you know, because you've got ex-presidents, you know. But, and there's even security on each individual camp on some of them. So let's say you and me are in the lowest one. We couldn't necessarily walk up to the bushes encampment and be let in. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a hierarchy security. within Yeah, the... within, even within the grove, there's a hierarchy. So there's all these talks and things that happen by the lake. And if you get up that, it's somewhere in this article, Mike. Yeah, there you go. Um, it gives you names of some of the talks they have. After these talks, when they've all been drinking and they split off and go back to their camps, what happens then when they're yeah. split down to smaller groups? Because we don't know what then might be being said to the very most powerful people, conversations that are being had. Because mm. people do leave the camp and then go and make business decisions. Should we go through the itinerary then a bit? Go for it, yeah, man. Okay, so the 9.15pm, um, it must be the first day, Saturday, July the 12th. Or, or July the 12th this year, Saturday this year. Whenever this um, one was written. Um, the Owl Shrine, the Cremation of Care. So we've gone through that. Mm-hmm. So then... Uh, 9.15 p.m. On the oh, Monday. This, oh, the Monday. Yeah, this is that show thing circle. I was telling you about. Mm. Like, Read the description, Ben. You'll see exactly what I meant. Come enjoy an evening of laughter as we reprise this Broadway hit comedy. MASH creator Larry Gelbert provides a laugh around every cookie corner and this witty look at the workings of greed and lust. Come see why our jubilant city club audiences give this talented cast... A standing O. Shit, amateur theatre. Yeah. That's what they're forced to all written stand by and a bloke, watch. Written by the bloke who wrote MASH. Yeah, but and, on, and there's no winning actresses in Massive at the time. Well, no, the, it, written by the guy who wrote MASH. Yeah, I would yeah, love to see like a personal sort of viewing of, mm. of somebody like, you know, <coughs> at the bottom or something, you know, Eddie and fucking Rick Mail. Yeah, but... Do you know what I mean? Wouldn't that be awesome? And... Uh, but dude, these are the richest men in the world watching a play about greed and money, all like laughing mm. and slapping each other on a bus. Well, so, well, George, <laughs> whilst George Bush struts yeah. around in a dress. Yes, because there's no female actresses allowed yeah. on camps. So they're all. I'm wearing... just talking about the, the privilege of these cunts. Greed, to get. Yeah. Like... Well, if it was us, yeah, we'd love a bottom yeah. performance. Oh, for anyone listening who doesn't understand what mm. we just said there, we don't mean performances of people's asses. It was a no. series called Bottom, a comedy series. Google it, motherfucker. It's on. It's on Netflix. Yes, I love you, Netflix. So yeah. Um, they have these weird shows, which mm-hmm. is sort of weird amateur theatre, and, and they're all sort of forced to stand there in the crowd and, and giggle, and some people enjoy it more than others, and while you're stood there watching this play, Ben, you can just turn to your right and piss yeah. if you want, and everyone just stands there like, hey, hey, go for it, Gerald! You know what? I quite like it, this <laughs> It Wednesday. would improve festivals, it would if you, if, you know, if the social stigma wasn't there. Yes. Just, just turn around and go, oh. No urinals, no checking back yeah. and forth. Yeah, just... just Piss where you want. Yeah. yeah. The field would get quite sodden. Mm. Yeah. Maybe it's best you to would be keep careful. an area. Don't sit down anywhere. Yeah, that, that'd be a thing. Like, oh no, this ground's damp. Yeah, yeah you we don't. didn't think that for no, me, did we? No, we didn't. <laughs> we need to get invited to the Bohemian Club. <laughs> thing is, if we in, want to achieve this piss is, dream. They're in 2,700 acres of natural woodland. Mm. <laughs> you know. Very true. Um, so, Wednesday, July 16th, the Campfire Circle with Sam Cook. <laughs> Sam Cooke, yeah, Sam Cooke was one of the founders of soul music with 29 top 40 hits between 1957 and 1969, including You Send Me, Chain Gang and Bring It On Home To Me. 
Joins us with his most soulful vocal and instrumental talent as we celebrate the music of this legendary singer, songwriter, publisher, and producer. And so if anybody isn't there, they're just doing his music. And I did read about the irony of this: is apparently they fucking love their soul music at Bohemian Grove because there's music playing constantly. Apparently, in one of the bars, on campsites, yeah. there's mm. real musicians that are members of the club who play just impromptu gigs. It's everywhere, music, but a lot of soul. The most racist men in America love a bit of fucking Motown. Strange it doesn't that, love a bit of Motown, guys. Well, that's very true, and I thought that. It just shows you the power of Motown. Even racists love it. Uh, yeah. It's that fucking yeah. good. So, okay, sorry. So, um, What's next? Uh, it's the Grove, the Grove stays the Little Friday Night. Yeah. More theatre, fuck me. This is a night that size does matter. <laughs> Our little show takes over the big stage with big acts from Bohemia, plus some surprise big names... And that means big stars from the big, big time. time. They love that. Don't one. miss our show. Do you want to do a Trump voice for that last sentence? It's really, well, big. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's not and that's uh, emceed by Christopher Buckley. <laughs> My mushroom is huge, Mike. Fake news. <laughs> You're fake news. He's soon going to start accusing people. Fake human. <laughs> He's an android. Oh, God, yeah, that'll yeah. happen. So then we've got, oh yeah, so then you go to whatever that is. I presume that's some kind of variety act. Yeah. Some, some of the like, A-list actors in there. The top comedians. Yeah. Would you know, um, if you keep reading that, I'll find you a description in the article of um, of one of these shows. So keep reading the itinerary. Yeah, so okay, let's go down a little bit. 9.15pm again, the, the lodgings at uh, Field Circle. Easy going, this, this particular play. Set in a funeral home during the final days of Prohibition, Easy Going asks the eternal bohemian question, what's the best way to get pickled? Uh, Will Prentice Boxham, sorry, Will Prentice Boxham conquer his midlife crisis, derail his Jewish wife, Barbara's political ambitions, and keep his business from going under? The shadow knows, but he's not telling. So you're going to have to come to Field Circle and find out for yourself. Things you've seen this every fucking year. It must get dull as shit. <laughs> Fly casting demonstration at the lake. Mm. Lakeside talk always present to the role of religion in American politics. Hunter Rawlings, professor of classics and history and president emeritus Cornell University. Wow. Sorry, my mind was just taken up, taken away by the by the Variety Act. Um, we've got a fly casting demonstration. Uh, life in the press room. Tony Snow, Bohemian journalist. Lakeside talk. Oh, I was actually cancelled due to his death. He died there, I think. Yeah, he did. It was. Yeah, it was. He died there. Yeah. Probably sacrificed. <laughs> um, another lakeside talk in space. Charles Simone, chief executive officer, International Software Corporation. And then at nine fifteen, the Jinx Band concert at Field Circle. The Jinx Band has the blues. Oh man, could I uh, read you a brief, fairly brief, a uh, couple of paragraphs discussion of um. Description, sorry, of one of these, um, the shows. Okay. So um, this is from the article. Um, I'll read you out the guy's name and where you can find the article at the end because um, I've taken everything basically from this one. This is why the guy, the guy who snuck in in 1989. Right. So he's talking then. A high point of the middle weekend was the performance of the Low Jinx, the Grove's elaborate musical comedy show. Over the years, the Jinx has become the leading entertainment at the encampment suppressing the mannered and ponderous Grove play, which is performed the next weekend. The Jinx is vigorously low-brow. It takes place on the Field Circle stage, which is wedged in between two camps, Pink Onion, 
notable for its pink sheets, and the Caveman Camp, notable notable for big deal right wingers and a plaque commemorating Herbert Hoover. The field circle seats are steeply canted. Sitting in one feels like being inside a megaphone. The mood was American and bellicose. For a good half an hour, the band warmed up the audience, playing the fight songs of many Californian colleges and the armed services and culminating with the Star Spangled Banner. Individual melted into group, but what was a group? But what a group, sorry. George Schultz was seated below me. Does anyone know who he is? He's a politician uh, at some point. Uh, he was seated below me. And word in the camp was that a year and $75,000 would be spent on the production that would be seen just once, just by them. I felt like a member of the greatest nation ever, the greatest gender ever, the greatest generation ever. At such times, at many such times, among strong leaders deep in the forest, the grove takes on a certain Germanic ubermenschilic feeling. This year's low jinx was called Sculpture Culture. Ooh. And the humour was not just lame, but circa 1950s college follies lame. Rex Greed, an effeminate gallery owner who sells toilets, um, oh God, tries to convince artist Jason Jones Jr. that his future lies in sculptures composed of garbage. When a character describes modern art as, quote, the talentless being sold by the unprincipled to the bewildered, the crowd's roar seemed to contain the grief of hundreds of businessmen who have shelled out for headquarters art they do not understand. Hmm. The girls were all played by men, and every time they appeared, their chunky legs and flashed buttocks, highly visible through tight support hose, the crowd went wild. After one character called the secretaries in the show Heifers, the audience couldn't resist breaking into... Oh, Heifers, sorry, Heifers. The audience couldn't resist breaking into moos every time they came back on stage. But the biggest crowd pleaser was the Bubbles Bohemian, a showgirl turned patroness who rubbed her prosthetic behind against the elevator doors at stage left. The doors were used repeatedly for wrong floor gags. For example, at one point, a little league team came out that included Bohemians Bob Lurie and Peter O'Malley, the real-life owners of the San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers, in uniform. So essentially, it's just shit, dragon, crap yeah. jokes, 1950s humour, and they're all stood there loving it and laughing at these shit jokes and enjoying the, the drag a little too much. Because they're all drunk. Yeah, and doesn't it all just... And they're the world leaders of the mm. universe, Mike. The masters. You know, members of the royal family, our royal family, the British royal family are there. Ex-prime ministers. Exactly. Captains of industry. That article... As George Collins said, it's a big club and we ain't in it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who wants to find it, that article is literally called Masters of the Universe Go to Camp by Philip Wise. It's an excellent read that I can't recommend highly enough. When you went to the, um, the when Alex went to the town mm. and he was asking random people, and I'm pretty sure, like, you see the, the guys in the truck? The stoners, yeah. They, they were so stoned, speak, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was like, it's almost like you, they talk about the grow. Yeah, yeah, it's mm. a grow. Oh, yeah, I worked there. And the second thing, what, what about the rituals? It's like almost like a switch in their head. Mm. It's like, oh, oh, I don't know about it. Yeah, do that. Because there were a few people who didn't. There was one woman who was into it, didn't she, that he managed to interview? Because he was yeah. literally just stopping people. And those yeah. guys told the story, didn't they? Did you see the bit where the young guy said him and his mates just went for a spoke, but yeah. they got a bit too close? Mm. And the sort of CIA guys just basically 
patted them down, interrogated them, and sent them on their way. Took their weed. Yeah, and all they were doing was just chilling. They're local residents, but they got a bit too close while the camp was on, obviously. Um, I guarantee you there's an ex-president there, or a mm. serving president, then I guarantee you he's got secret service guys around him. And one thing I wanted to mention before I forget is that another article about a guy who snuck in, the most recent guy to sneak in who got caught quite quickly, the reason he's desperate to sneak in is because there's been a whistleblower in the, an actual member of the club is, um, who is a forest expert, noticed that, like we said, some of these trees are over a thousand years old. He started to notice that areas were closed off to him as a member, and he, he he's a forestry expert, so he knew yeah. the signs. of They're basically, what do you call it, logging the area. They're selling off these thousand-year-old trees, oh, man. and he's trying to stop it, and they're just using all their power and wealth to discredit yeah. him and say that he's a loon. Oh, they've got to get rid of these people. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, even their own precious camp, the owners and runners of it, uh, are raping and bastardising for profit their, their own, own precious fucking area. These people are unspeakable, aren't so they? Let's put <laughs> they together... steal wealth and they hire a bunch mm. of sycophants to protect them. So let's put together a group, go in there, and special you, you forces... You can't go in there, can you? That's we'll fly away then. We'll have like, we'll have like a, that James, like Moonraker when Bond shows up with that army of astronauts. We'll go with an army of specially trained people. Wipe these fuckers out. It'll be ace if those fucking... Behead the entire system, mate, <laughs> in one fell swoop. You know those masks yeah, they think <laughs> The Mission Impossible films, the masks that actually just look like a face. If that was real, yeah. and you just print them out, I'd love to do it that way, sneak in and just... Maybe not kill everyone, although that'd be cool for a movie, but in reality, if you could get me in there, I would just like to be... A, because that's what the guy who wrote that Masters of the Universe, that's where, how he managed to last the whole fucking three weeks. was just by being chill and like just keeping to himself and people would talk to him. He didn't ask anybody, you know, he didn't... Yeah, yeah, so he just, like, who was this guy? He dressed the right way, you know, and people just started to yeah. talk to him. Bluffed and, uh, his way in. Yeah. Well, he's even like on the Alex documentary, this bearded guy comes to one of the bars and he's like... Mm-hmm. Like that. I'm a thirsty man. Yeah. That's and, what he says, yeah. isn't it? And it's like and everyone goes, hey, and then they all turn around and go out to talk, and he just stands mm. at the bar really quietly. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. It's These like, are sad men trying to be cool, yeah. old men. And they've never been cool because they're trust fund kids and fucking, yeah. you know, they're fucking socially awkward weirdos. So they're loaded socially awkward weirdos but, yeah, who control so, the fucking way we live. And most of them are mass murderers. Or war criminals. Someone will have to educate me then. I'm going to show my ignorance here. The Manhattan Project. Yeah. I've heard of it, but I can't remember what it is. It was the uh, project to create the atomic bombs. Right. I knew it was important. I was thinking of the Watchmen, but um, it is connected. It is. They so called it Dr. Manhattan after that, yeah. was apparently rumoured to have been yeah. plotted and planned um, at Bohemian Grove. 1942, they had a meeting there. Right. Oh, there was the, the top boys. I can't remember the fucking names now. Oppenheimer was there. Right. And none of the opposition, none of the Democrats are there to uh, have a say in this, you know. uh, Mm. You know what I mean? It's. Yeah. It's interesting. There's so many sides, because I'm so torn. On the one hand, it is just just a silly party. That's the way some of these journalists paint it. It's just a fucking holiday camp, literally, for these guys. But they are. Influencing each other and having talks and lectures so, by the lake, yeah. you know. 
Should that be allowed? Shouldn't it all be public and through the right channels and the well, political decisions? Most of the private citizens, CEOs and stuff, they can do whatever they want, can't they? Well, yeah, that's true. I, I didn't mean it in like controlling, they shouldn't be allowed to get together. But just making decisions about influencing policy and things in a private holiday camp for three yeah, Mate, in, in the American system, they've got fucking lobbyists. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes there's, sometimes there's 27 lobbyists per fucking member of Congress. And they go against things in yeah. like, corporate interest, don't they? Even things that are get, that would be good for our health. They don't let bills so get through. So let's be worried about that before we get worried mm. about secret things at, at camps. I mean, it obvious it goes on, and this is obviously one of oh, the yeah, I'm not saying it's the biggest thing we need to worry about. Yeah. Just, that's what we're talking yeah. about this week. Yeah. I'm just saying, either, whichever way you look at it, the two things that stand out to me are the, the idea that they can influence each other over this little holiday camp. And the other thing is, no matter where that ceremony comes from, the cremation of care, whether it's purely made for that club, um, yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. wrote it for them, and it is just literally as it sounds, it's a fancy way of saying we're going to let go of all our cares. Yeah. Even if it's that, it still annoys me that they're happy to worship. They're supposed to be so Christian, these people. They're always banging on about the Christianity, the Republicans, the, the right-wingers, aren't they, in public and in yeah, Congress? Yeah. It's a big part of American politics, isn't it? It's a big deal. That's why even Trump has to say he loves God now. <laughs> but then in private, they're happy to worship. One of the, no, isn't one is of the it, things is it Christian? worship? That's the thing. Is uh, it worship? Well, why is the owl then on the, the owl is a, as well? It's the, the mascot. The owl is the mascot of the camp. Mm. It could be, uh, you know, you've got a uh, summer camp in America, it's camp, something with Indian name, there's a totem pole in the middle, that's where you all gather around for the yeah. big meetings. Yeah. Is that just a symbolic thing? This is the camp, the owl is the camp. Or is it more sinister? Or is it more sinister? That's where you, you go, that's where the line splits completely. Is it questionable to burn even the effigy of a child? No. Well, no, but you, if, if it's a meta, it's, it's a meta, but it's metaphorical. Oh, sorry, it is questionable. Do you know what I mean? If it's, I did it, it's very questionable. So I meant I didn't. Yeah, yeah, questionably. Yeah, it's very questionable. But it's, even it's if it's just the effigy of a child and it's a metaphorical burn, they're still we celebrate and cheer the burning of this effigy of a child. That's still a little bit dodge, isn't it? If yeah. You found yeah. out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Horses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, well, fucked up in it. You're going to yeah. start a camp, like I said, what's the first thing you're going to do? You're well, not going to sell that fucking owl statue and burn a kid. Yeah, why have you got to burn a kid to give up yeah. care? Yeah. Why don't we why? just raise a toast and go, do you know what? From this moment on, the camp is open. Yeah. I declare Bohemian Grove open. Death to Dorcare. Fireworks show or something, do you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Instead of all the fools. Well, they do. They do a fireworks show. Yeah, the fireworks that's after the they end. burn the kids. They're all clapping and applauding. <laughs> it's after they. That's the key part of the. Isn't it? Yeah, there's fireworks and applause, but it's after the burning of the child, which we don't know could have been a real one. Well, we don't. That is the thing. Is it a man? Is it a child? We don't know. That. That. Because can you imagine that level of evil? Of watching an actual human burn and then all just giving golf claps. Yeah. Yeah, the show was good this year. And then you go straight back to your drinking and you're I mean. like, so I sold 301 <laughs> shares to this dumb motherfucker, cunt fuck <laughs> from India of all fucking places. Can you imagine? Oh my god, do you want another shot, Gerald? They've just watched a human burn. 
And they just yeah. go back to their well, fucking... Do, do, it, do like, 95% of them people in the crowd not know what's going on? They they think it's Possibly. just a, yeah. That's a harmless yeah. ritual. Definitely... The guys on the stage are the ones who are in the know, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. They're in the robes, they're the high priests. Mm. I mean, you couldn't really see face... On the video, you couldn't see if that face, that the, the hoods was, um, obscured their faces, could you? No. I mean, if you went to Portland's um... they did that, you <laughs> <laughs> Muffy, I don't like the pantomime this year. I thought they did do that on Broadway. <laughs> Last year, Mr. Blubby was in it. What the fuck's this? <laughs> Fools! You think you can burn me with fire? <laughs> That's even a buttons I want to go to. <laughs> Satanic buttons. Fuck me. It's not a chain of cold buttons. <laughs> <laughs> It's already fucking doing itself. It's holiday camp for gods. Exactly. We've, we are going to make millions, boys. <laughs> Beelzebub-lins. Butlins. Beelzebub-lins. Beelzebub-lins. Your skin will bubble. But on that note, could I have another pee break? Yes. <laughs> I laugh till I need a bit of pee. <laughs> and, just, and we're back. It's all right. Cat's in, by the way. Yeah. Chester is in. Show cat. You might hear him. Yeah. Um, so we got an article from Skeptoid. Uh, Mr. Brian Doing, good podcast. Uh, this is an excerpt from his uh, summing up of this. He got slaughtered on the Joe Rogan podcast, though. Did he? Why? What did he do? Was well, he on it? Yeah, he was on it, yeah. Oh, when he, Joe got into it. Well, he, he was accusing Joe Rogan of having people on flogging medicine that was unsafe. Right, I bet Joe didn't like that. No, did he? of course not. Yeah. And he picked him apart completely on it. Well, made him look a right knob. Yeah, Joe's quite good at that. You don't have a Joe Rogan. Brian's no. great when he's got a script and research. Mm. Off oh, the top yeah, of his not. head, I don't think he, he'd be as, he's nowhere near as quick as yeah, Joe. Because Joe's a very confident man as well, yeah. isn't he? And he'll, he's Brian quite, is a bit of a nerd. Yeah. Right, he's probably intimidated to fuck. Plus, it's live on YouTube when he records yeah. it. Cause I never oh, think, yeah, he records it. Yeah. It's all very planned and deliberate. Because mm. I forget that, because I listen to Joe audio in the van. But it's mainly a live YouTube show, isn't it? When he records it, it just goes live mm-hmm. straight out to YouTube. So that's probably quite nerve wracking, actually, yeah. for. Because you can't edit yourself. You can't go back no. and edit. And there's like That's a million it. people watching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should actually do a live YouTube show. I'd love, yeah, I would. I want to do more of the Facebook live. We've just got to work on the technicalities of it and um, for our listeners. Because we've got quite a good following on that page now. And I would like to um, Oh yeah. get them in. I was thinking, oh, we'll talk about this off mic. Yeah. Sorry, listener. Uh, Ben's um, going to read a bit so, yeah. from this sceptic. So, this um, is quite well written. Yeah. Um, following the scientific method, we start by recognising that we can't prove a negative. There's no way we can certify that nothing evil ever happens at the Bohemian Club. What we can do is find evidence of any nefarious activities. For example, anti-Bohemian webpages routinely make vague claims like who our presidential candidates are going to be is decided at the Bohemian Grove. Well, what's the evidence? Do we have tapes of this? Was there a witness? Or is it just pure speculation? It's said that Nixon and Bush, uh, 43, I presume that's the, which one's that? Number of president, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I don't uh, know which, which Bush was 43. Oh, fuck no, probably um, George W. Yeah. Both announced their running mates at the Bohemian Grove. Well, so what if they did? It's a fine place to make an announcement. That's a far cry from claiming that evil committee of Bohemian insiders made the decision and told Nixon and Bush who their running mates would be. I've no doubt that plenty of talk happens at the Bohemian Grove, 
that also might as well happen at golf courses and restaurants. That's normal human interaction yeah. and not a conspiracy to rule the world. To justify conspiracy cha charges, you can't simply find that the circumstances exist in which it might be convenient to hold a meeting of conspirators. Said meeting must actually take place. I'm not coming into the Bohemian question totally blind. I've actually been to two events at the Bohemian Club in San Francisco. One was a wedding and not a club sanctioned event. The other was a Steve Miller band concert <laughs> held there, held in their 600 seat arena, followed by an open public jam session in a large ballroom. I heard anecdotally they were trying to get Steve Miller to join. I saw nothing unusual, lots of books, portrait art, and a really busy cash bar. But then, I was only there as a guest and was not invited to any secret meetings. The one thing I learned for sure is that drunken bohemians on stage with the Steve Miller band do not add appreciably to the concert experience. <laughs> uh, and then we've got the hijinks, he mentions that zone. Oh, yeah. So let's scroll down to the, the mock human sacrifices. So what about this mock human sacrifice to the pagan god Moloch, or Molech? Hmm. It's well documented from reporters and others who snuck in and photographed the ceremony which takes place on the first day of the 16-day camp. A 50-minute dramatic play accompanied by a full orchestra with huge production value, climaxes with figures cloaked in robes, burning a coffin on a sacrificial altar before a huge cement owl. Sounds pretty strange to me. This is what our presidents are doing when they visit the Redwoods. The Bohemians call this the cremation of care ceremony. And, with all the name of the, and the name of the antagonist in the coffin is Dull Care. Turns out the term Dull Care comes from a 1919 Oliver Hardy short <laughs> film of that title, in which the police force is more interested in being lazy than chasing bad guys. They leave the Dull Cares of their day behind them and enjoy their freedom. The Bohos, or Bohemians, thus kick off their encampment by metaphorically throwing their cares of the day onto the sacrificial pyre. The theatrics of their robes and the ceremony are certainly consistent with the dramatic theme of the camp. The giant owl merely represents knowledge, and it's been the club symbol since its inception. Moloch, also spelled Molech, is a Hebrew word for king, and was mentioned in the Bible as a ca canonized demigod who required child sacrifices. I couldn't find any classical references in Molech as if it is an owl, I mentioned that earlier actually, um, rather than he has a human body with the head of a bull. As far as I can tell, any connection between the demigod Moloch and the Bohemians is simply made up by people who are so desperately trying to find something to dislike about them. Burning things, whether it's witches, festival effigies, dull cares or magnesium engine blocks happens in all cultures around the world and without the assistance of Canaanite demigods. I'm left with a null hypothesis here. The creation of care ceremony is nothing more than the bohos say it is. Interesting how easy it is to make something sound weird when you omit details like the weird cloaks or the costumes of characters in a play and not the ceremonial garb of bohemian elders. I'm kind of on that. Yeah. Yeah, but that... Like I said, that's a, that could be a front, couldn't it? It could, it be, could a front, be a front. But as a science officer, the null mm. hypothesis is... Mm -hmm. Yeah, but just to, because... We can't rule it said, out. He, no, he said he can't prove a, a double negative or whatever. Yeah. No, that's true. So we can't rule it out. We can't rule it out. We can go on what we've got. Yeah. And we've seen that. Let me just. All these people at this place, I probably would never get on with. Do you know what I mean? Of course the you people, wouldn't. And that's why you're drunk and you're pissing against a tree when we guys are introduced on stage. I mean, uh, <laughs> these people are twisted motherfuckers, most of them. Detained. Well, they're sociopathic. Fucking yeah. power lord lizard men, aren't they? 
you know, everything they say, everything they say is a lie. I don't trust them as far as I can fucking throw them. No, and it does concern me that they are meeting up in private and probably discussing agendas yeah. well, and they policies. It's well, a big group, isn't it? And but they do do Plus, that at golf clubs What's as well. revealed in that Masters of the Universe article, which was written in 1989, is that there are guests there that are from, like the French Prime Minister was there, but he was unofficially out of the country. He wasn't on an official visit. Oh, yeah, if you so... check the official books... He's not registered as being out of the country, but he's there as a guest of fucking Kissinger or somebody, right? Yeah. Helmut uh, Schmidt, the German Chancellor, he, he mentioned a Russian. He wrote a book about it. There you go. The arc, the guy in the article mentioned a Russian being there, and he doesn't yeah. name this bit. The Indian Foreign Minister to, no, what's it called? The ambassador. Indi- ambassador to America, the Indian ambassador. He was there. So it's not just internal American politics thing no, it's, it's world, world policy. fucking it's the Bilderberg group but it's their summer fucking holiday yeah, isn't it basically. yeah it's basically our summer fucking mm. holiday together piss um, where you want fuck who you want drink, drink all day. what you want but that is still weird and like what you say sacrificing mm. something to a giant owl it's the child weird. bit the child effigy because it's got to be linked to that mullet I think this guy might want to um, distance the two and it's right there is a jump like you sh- educated me earlier that Molek is actually a bullheaded as depicted in the evidence we've got. Yeah. But they are still episode. sacrificing the effigy of a child. Is That's what represents Dolce. But it's not to the right deity. No, but they're still do, it's still weird that they're choosing, that they're like, yeah, this is how we symbolise that we're shaking off the cares of the working world and yeah. our married lives. It's by burning the effigy of a child while it screams. Yeah. But would it be- and even in the 1870s, they couldn't just do that. Because it looks fucking dodgy, and everyone said, "Why are you sacrificing a child?" So they make up this play as a sh- charade to cover mm. it. And let's yeah. be honest, the child that's being burnt was probably fucking. From what the prostitutes conceived last year. Well, he was, last year. he was probably inappropriately fucking messed with, is what I'm getting at by these <laughs> yeah. fucking power-hungry pedo men. He says on here, you can't allegedly prove, you can't <laughs> prove a negative, and then he says, then he makes up it. And he sort of pretty much makes up his mind, doesn't he? Mm. And it's nothing. Because he's been there to an event held in the grounds, yeah. but like you said, he wasn't inv- He wasn't there during the, the actual camp, the Bohemian. Yeah. Because this thing is sort of operational, I think, from something I read all year round. There are events. Oh, they have to do the money somewhere, wouldn't yeah. they? Keep the money coming. Um, and like I said, there are staff, there are people who work there, but they probably have to sign the fucking official the the american equivalent of the official secrecy act yeah because of the fact that such high-powered government people are going to be there military people and that's why everyone in the town mm. would shut up and not say a thing mm. when they were questioned about it because they've all worked there at some yeah. point probably or they still do or they got family members working mm. there and the thing i read as well in that uh, masters of the universe was that um one of the army generals was one of the people doing a lecture at the lake during the day and it was literally his lecture was a plea for equipment that he needed it was a particular type of i'm paraphrasing now but you can read the article listener if it's either a helicopter or some some type of army equipment that he wanted the army to have and he's there appealing to the people that can basically fund it isn't he but yeah while they're on their jollies and i think i'm with mike i'm with you and mike i'm with you Mm. ben that a lot of this is very frat boy and this is how these people were raised in the colleges they went to. Yeah. Well, we call it university, but, you know, the top-end colleges all have frats and secret societies with the handshakes and the rituals and, and the, the fucking... Dicks and pigs' heads. Di- yeah, and, <laughs> the, and, pigs and the pickle yeah. up your bum, have you heard that one? You know, stick a pickle yeah. up your ass and 
however long you can walk without it falling out your ass. If it falls out your ass, you take a bite, put it back in and keep walking. Yeah. All these rituals, all this frat boy shit. Um, and the English equivalent, the British equivalent is, like you said, the Bullingdon Club. I'm with you. Definitely there's an element of that. But I'm also definitely with Mike's point of view. We don't actually know how sinister or not that ritual is. And also, it's still just dodgy them meeting. It's who they are. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Meeting in this way in such secrecy. But then on the other hand, the third thing is maybe we just have no idea of knowing what it is like to be an elite. And maybe this mm. is the elite's version of Glastonbury or the Burning Man Festival. Yeah. Or, do you know what Literally I mean? the Burning Man Festival. Yeah, uh, Burning Child Festival. Burning Child Festival. But it's, you know, maybe this is truly how they get <laughs> their jollies off. This is how they're free to talk about the things that only they understand in their world. Or and maybe they, they do believe in a fucking demon yeah. that gives them <laughs> evil powers and they sacrifice kids to it. Yeah. I, I think it's anywhere on that scale. Yeah, we don't know, do we? Yeah. It is on that scale. I, I, am, I am more likely to believe that this is just tradition. Mm. And there's some strange traditions out there in these oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know... Uh, I think I mentioned before the Dragoon Guards drink from Napoleon's chamber pot on mess nights. You know, it's been cleaned, but they captured well, it in thank a battle. God for that. And they, they, you know, they drink for every night, every mess night since they've taken a swig mm-hmm. out of the chamber. I think traditions are weird. Mate, that was written by one of the founding guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe at the time that because remember the club has been corrupted over the years by this one percent. It was for people like Mark Twain and playwrights. Mm-hmm. And oh, let loose your fears this weekend. Let loose these. Let, let, let them cast. And it's just a theatrical way of saying. Well, it. I think because I have seen op- blue in the face yeah. here. I have seen operas that are weirder mm. than that. Do you think? Do you think it's interesting the bit where it's fairly well written in a way? To be, I, mean, I know it's cheesy as well, but the bit where it says where the dull care gets to talk back a bit. Yeah. And then when they talk back to him and they say, "We know you'll be there." All right. When we go back to the marketplace. And it also says, some of us will succumb to you, some of us will conquer you. So like you're referring to, Mike, this does continue on into their life beyond the camp. Because he said it there himself. Some of us... To be able to do despicable things, you have to share this care. And this is the thing, sorry to bring it up, but the 9-11... For the listeners, sorry, this is a bit inside baseball. In private, I, Gaz, have been on a true 9-11 rabbit hole since the anniversary. And... um, it takes you to a dark place and the deniers the people who don't want to question the official story it's because they don't want to live in a reality where they don't want to accept or they can't accept that a few powerful elites would happily sacrifice the lives of 3,000 people if not more add up how many thousands have died in Iraq Afghan Africa exactly people don't want to accept that they would work on those terms, Cognitive but they dissonance. do. And to be that type of person who can make that decision, because they're looking at it like a big global piece of chess, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. And they're right at the top. Well, to make this move over here, which is what we need to do, which is better for everyone in uh, as a whole in the future in general, that's what they're thinking. Well, in their, um, their club, anyway. Yeah, but we need to sacrifice this 3,000 people. This These lives mean nothing to these people, and, and we, as a general populace, do not want to accept no, that no. so maybe I do see where it comes from mm-hmm. this maybe feeds into that into the few that it says in the speech the few that will overcome you yeah. maybe they're the true elites who make these decisions like the Bushes mm-hmm. and the Dick Cheney's the Dick fucking Cheney's <laughs> Darth fucking Cheney yeah. 
You, I've heard, that's the first time I've heard that of you guys tonight, Darth Cheney, <laughs> and that fits it. Because of my 9-11 rabbit hole I've been in, oh, he, he is an evil the mastermind, the, yeah. he's I mean, the number guess, one bad guess, guy. He was one of the founders of the New American Century, the, the, that the paper, fit, yeah, yeah. where it was... We need a new we, Pearl Harbor. We need a new Pearl Harbor, we need the oil, let's, let's fake it and go and do it, and let's make America a global imperialist power. He's the one who sat there He, he wrote that, and, he, he, and Bush mm. went to change his farming vice president. Cheney didn't want it. Allegedly didn't want it. And he went around, couldn't find anyone, so took it himself. Well, check these for balls. He's, <laughs> he's the one who stood there, sat there, on September the 10th, 2001. Is that the right year? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. He sat there on September the 10th in front of Congress and just sheepishly said, like, yeah, there's $2.6 trillion. That I was Rushfeld, wasn't it? No, Rushfeld. no, Cheney's there talking Cheney about it as well. well. Oh, they, I, yeah, I'm sure Cheney was yeah. there. On Probably. The, one um, of them. I, he I'm was, pretty sure it was Cheney, not Rumsfeld. So I've watched him at this Basically, himself. shrugging and basically saying, yeah. "There's some counting problems. Mm. Uh, we, you know, we need to have a look at this and do some calculations." Sorry, yeah, two point six trillion. And then the very next day, the fucking accounts department blows up at the Pentagon. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So my point is, maybe this ceremony, this yeah. is something deeper to those ones. Maybe not all of them. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. like you were saying, Ben, out of the 118 camps, most of those lower level ones are just like, I can't believe we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Charlton Heston's. Up. Don't don't fucking show me up at court. Yeah. Charlton Heston's over there. Clint talking to, uh, talking to Bush Senior. Fuck me. It's having another shot. Oh, I'm just gonna piss right now. Oh, I love yeah. it here. Yeah. And, and, you can, and, Clint, and then Clint Eastwood the turns around and looks at your manly stream of piss that's fueled by whiskey mm. and gin from nine o'clock that morning and, and, and just, just gives you a, a nod of respect yeah. for your fucking mm. manly stream of piss. That would make your fucking life. Each one. member in there knows that to be in there, a, well, apparently, actually, because you mentioned Clint Eastwood, we should point this out. Artistic people get fast-tracked because you get free entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Clint Eastwood talking at the lake is worth more than even oh, the most powerful yeah. CEO. Of course it's Clint yeah. fucking Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah. Musicians apparently get super fast track. That's why they were trying to court Steve Miller yeah. in that article because they want the musical entertainment. But if you're just a, a, a power purse player, you know, you're not a musician, you're a CEO or you're a politician. Like I said, 25 year wait list, 25 grand entrance fee. So yeah. just being in there, everyone you look at, you know He's of a level. You're the you're the elite. Yeah. yeah. But even them on the lower level are still looking up this hierarchy. It's like one percent of the one percent. Yes. Yeah. They're still looking up at the hillbilly yeah. camp. Yeah, the hillbilly camps. I wish we had security clearance to go and have a dance with. And what are the one percent of the one percent up to? Exactly yeah. in those camps. So you're right to question Probably Bin Laden's dad's probably fucking was part of that fucking club. At one I bet point. you Bin one of Bin Laden's brothers went to the yeah. camp. Oh yeah, I bet you yeah. during the Bush years. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah, and yeah. The, What was his company called? Fuck. Oh, it was the construction Enron. company. Is it Enron? Oh, 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 fucking hell, yeah. Enron Bush was the shares in that. I'm really Halliburton. 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 I mean, where's Osama's? Buying his okay. weapons from American so, companies. I mean, fry. Yeah, I'm really sorry, but can we put another bit? <laughs> Oh. Sorry, I'll explain. All right, so we're back. Um, so we're going to do the top ten conspiracy theories of what has happened at Bohemian Grove. So um, I'll take the first one. So number one, was a child murdered there in 1984? I don't know, tell me. I don't know, we'll <laughs> scroll down in a second or we'll find out. Fuck. 
possibly. Mark Evans writes to a man named Phil uh, Bonici who claims he saw a stuffed film of a child being killed among some large trees. To quote Evans, John DeCamp's book, The Franklin Cover-Up, includes Paul Bonici's testimony that a snuff film of a child being murdered on July 26, 1984 in California in an area that had big trees. A lot of trees in California, it's a big place. It is. But uh, I would just point out that, because I was trying to imagine this in my head, I don't know if you guys have experienced trees on your holidays. Where I was trying to imagine the actual height of these redwoods, these thousand-year-old redwoods. I've never been near trees this tall. Oh, they're fucking huge. In my life. Like, yeah. And apparently it's a mesmerising... Once you've stood under them and looked up, mm. it's just a, a mesmerising effect because they are beyond fucking tall, aren't they? You literally can't wrap your arms around the trunk, can mm. you? They are... But, and then the height of them more than anything. So... Um, Possibly they're identifiable, maybe, but when it says big trees, I know what you're saying, Mike. There's a lot of fucking trees in California, but yeah. I'm just saying maybe if it was these easily identifiable Chinese redwoods, apparently. Mm. So you don't know. Anyway, so well, he says that um, at a meeting in Santa Rosa, De Camp told a group that he had edited out Bonici's references to an enormous moss-covered owl and men in hooded red robes because he'd not. Because he not know, uh, actually that's, that's not written quote, very well. That's then about the owl at the grove and thought it too far fetched for people to believe. Mm. See, I don't quite get that. I think leave that shit in. If you're yeah, that intent see, on releasing it, I can see where he's coming from. Though maybe like, oh, it's one thing the child sacrificed, but if I add in the robes and the mouth and the owl, people are gonna think, oh fuck this. But mm. maybe so, so. Oh fuck. I mean, I don't know. We don't know if this is true or not. But if there was a. Sn- if they are killing a kid every year to... Oh. Well, there was that interview with the Scorpions bassist, wasn't it, or something? Oh, he was a Scorpion. He didn't say Bohemian Grove. No. He, he paid a lot of money to be at a party at $25,000. See, they want musicians and, as and well. And then found out there was actually a snuff party and they were, like, killing and fucking someone on stage. Yeah. Mm. And he said this in a interview And he was, like, he was stood there and he was like, whoa, I didn't know that there was this kind of party. You know, allegedly left, or so he says. But that's, he said that. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah. Wow. So we so, know this shit goes on. So that's the number one conspiracy. I And seeing all my writing and research over the last week, I didn't come across that one. So somebody actually does claim that they saw yeah. footage of a child. Because I, I suppose I mean, if you're going to burn the body... But remember, that guy's also a scumbag because he's mm. distributing and editing fucking snuff movies. Okay, very good, very true. But... It's all hearsay, isn't it? Now I'm confused. Do you There's no evidence there, unfortunately. Is the no. burning child alive when you burn it? I presume so. Yeah, so, he's, so why would there be footage of you killing it in the woods, then burning it? Don't you burn him alive? Yeah. So maybe it wasn't I've related. Got... Just saying. So, what's the next one then? Who wants to do this one? Uh, go on, mate. You go Human sacrifice. An article on North Star Zone, a bonkers conspiracy <laughs> theory website. <laughs> Details allegations of human sacrifice at Bohemian Grove. Around the mid-1980s, there were rumours of murders in remote parts of the property. A local police investigation went nowhere. Surprisingly. State investigators on related criminal acts went nowhere. Also surprisingly. Mm. An observer and near victim had described the Bohemian Grove inner hideaways, the closed sanctum, even the decor at secret locations. Places where no outsider goes or servants, according to our sources. Apparently, there was an underground lounge... Sign spelled U N de Ground. <laughs> Very a, cute. Yeah. A dark room, a leather room, and a necrophilia oh, room. Oh. 
That's just got Sam all of a sudden, hasn't it? Oh, shit. I bet he was there. A bit like the Wicker Man. I bet Sam was there. Uh, speaking of murder, though, I bet not just sacrifice. Imagine with all that drinking going on and all those sort of uh, high testosterone, like we said, there's a hierarchy. If you're in one of the 1% of the 1%, you lose your temper and glass the back of some annoying little cunt's head in. It's his first year in yeah. the Grove, do you know what I mean? You've caved his head in in some obscure camp somewhere in the woods. Are they going to fucking hand you over to the local authorities no. or are they going to cover it up like fuck and just yeah. go, oh, well, we'll deal with this. I'm yeah. sure that must have happened over a hundred years. Someone must have lost their temper. Oh, yeah. And murdered yeah. somebody. And, of course, remember, you, well, you're exercising care. Yes, you get rid exactly. of it, aren't you? So I'll fucking whiskey glass in the face. Yeah, Begby throw you style. in a leg. Yeah, Begby style, yeah. I bet that's happened. So, okay, what's number... Number three, uh, they performed druidic rituals. In 2000, Texas-based filmmaker Alex Jones snuck into the Healing Grove. We've covered this already. And uh, he says it's druidic. It involved uh, elaborate costumes and torches, and the footage is undeniably creepy, and it is a little bit creepy. Mm-hmm. Fools! Uh, yeah, so we, we've covered the creation of care, pretty much. That's what Alex is on about. So who's going to... of the world is decided. Oh, We've discussed that, haven't we? Yeah. An hour on the one dollar bill. Well, we covered that briefly, but it's um in the image above you can see an owl-like shape peeking its head over the edge of the semicircle. Is Bohemian's club symbol on US currency? Or is it just a coincidence that those curlicues, well, that's a word I've never yeah, seen before, look, look like the winged creature. If the Bohemian Club exerts enough power to have its symbol appear on currency, it's no wonder that the symbol is an owl. Owls can turn their heads more than 180 degrees, allowing them to see in virtually all directions. So, um, Mike? The 40-foot tall owl may symbolise Molech. Yeah, we've discussed that. They put on a strange sexist play. <laughs> they certainly do. Um, we just, there's no women allowed, yeah, so they're all in that. drag. Manhattan Project was formed there, we discussed yep. that. Weaving spiders come not here. And of course there are prostitutes. Yay! At number 10. So we've also discussed that. Lakeside talks. Yeah. yeah. 25 grand to get in. There we go. That's it. Well, yeah, I think. I think um, we've pretty much given our... Mm-hmm. We'll go for one last, uh, just some nation, shall we? But yeah, I'm, I'm sort of with everyone's opinions that have been brought up tonight. We don't know for sure. Could just be frat boy, could be Satan. Yeah. Could be child uh, child sacrifice. And abuse, who knows? Yeah, and then, allegedly. And then a lot of drinking and coke and rock and roll music and soul music. But yeah, either way, I don't like the idea of the elite of the world frolicking about in the woods in secret. I don't know, it's just unsightful. Yeah. I understand that if you are one of that 1%, mm. then you're not going to hang around the blokes you grew up with. You're not going to go to Butlins. No. You're not going to go. Now, I've known Mike since I was like eight years old. Mm. If I become a billionaire, chances mm. are, even with the best win in the world, Mike, I'm probably going to stop hanging out with you at some point. <laughs> That's mainly because my attention is being taken to different circles. It'll end up being like once a year or something like that. If it was me, I'd pay for it. Yeah, sure that's what I mean. You're not even a millionaire. I was a billionaire, millionaire, yeah. It's just... You just... Ben's just going to dump all his closest yeah. friends and uh, go and see oh, some desperate well, look at join the upper class. He's got such class energy. Well, look at that one. That's like a right cunt, yeah. yeah. It's because you want to climb yeah, but up, up the lickety-split. 
the ziggurat. Ziggurat, sorry. <laughs> what did I say? Ligurat, yeah. that's not weird. But when you get to that, though, you, your, mm. your time is divided between you. You have to have them golf meetings. I know what I you're hate saying. golf. I do so know what you're saying. You go to their meetings and you know, I stopped coming to play Champo as much. Before you know it, I'm playing Champo once a year. Well, it's because you've got um, a hobnob with Gerald in the fucking squash club. But it. it's not the squash club and Gerald, is it? It's Gerald from the Satanic fucking Wood Club. <laughs> satanic Wood. Yeah. That's an owl name for Solar Wood. Satanic Wood. <laughs> satanic Wood. <laughs> Grown with the piss of Republicans. <laughs> it is the devil's tree <laughs> worship me <laughs> yeah we're gonna write a rock yeah. opera about bohemian groves the pact is sealed <laughs> we don't write a satanic rock opera about bohemian grove there so we go i think either way fucking weird shit dodgy yeah. it's weird that's the way How dodgy is act. i don't know until we can prove that someone's literally been sacrificed, I can't say it's 100% dodgy. The, uh, the, 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 de- the dealings make me slightly apprehensive. Mm. Um, but in terms of a theatre of that creation of care, I just think that's like a bad opera. Yeah, I think he's dodgy to fuck myself. I err on that. I don't trust these fucks. No, I don't know where you're coming from. And I do know where you're coming there's, from. There's corroborating evidence. You know, there's like things in the WikiLeaks... There was a staffer that emailed Hillary Clinton oh, didn't and said, yeah. oh, I'll have to sacrifice a baby to Molech to get a bit of luck or something. No, I'll sacrifice a chicken to Molech, won't it? Yeah, it was something like that. I'm not sure you know, it was you talk to that. Yeah, he might have been private taking email. Piss. Yeah, I never... Why? It was a no, private email. No one knows him. If you don't enter that yeah, shit, not know who yeah, Molech maybe, is. Maybe they know, but Trump wasn't... wasn't Demon worship levelled at Hillary during the election campaign. Of course it was. So maybe a private joke amongst the staff is like, oh, we'll have to sacrifice him to Molech to get, to get this result in or, or to get that poll in or whatever. And I'm sure there's pictures of her with Anton LaVey and shit in there. And I don't know, actually. I'm quite intrigued to find that out. Why, why have I never been invited to Bohemian Grove? Oh, he's uh, there. You because, know he's no, there. No, but, uh, because uh, you don't really want me to tell you, <laughs> Mr. President. Tell me, why have I never been invited? Um, Bush Senior said there's already enough mushrooms in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> and go fuck yourself, you orange fuck. <laughs> we, I, t- I guarantee My you. club is bigger than Bohemian Grove. I have a way better club than Bohemian Grove. It's huge. <laughs> I love my club. My golf so club? <laughs> I'm the greatest president. Tell me I'm the greatest president. <laughs> Touch my mushroom. <laughs> Huge. Sorry. But no, I guarantee you he's been there. He's been there. Well, I'll do you think, you though? Or do you think he's not... Or do you think they look no, no, down no, at I him think, and go, oh, No, the mo- I think the money you're talking, Daddy was really... I bet he walked in and they're like, You never thought I'd be in your club, yeah. and now I'm here in your club because I'm the fucking president. Now give me a gin. And that's my fucking speech. Huge. And they're all just like, Oh, fuck. This no, I think that I don't know. Maybe maybe he plays a dumbass of public. I bet they didn't want him in there before he was the president, though, because they just looked at him as sort of new. No, he had the money. I think Daddy was a member, recommended his Mm. son. Yeah, but he's always been a buffoon. I bet they didn't want him in there. But now he's president, he's had to force his way in there, and they're all reluctantly got to listen to him, put up with his shit. I think he was the. I think he was the guy that no one liked that showed up every time. Mm. That's what I'm saying. His dad was a member. Granddad was a member. He's a member. Like, oh, fuck. Is Donald coming this year? Yeah, yeah, oh, fuck. He's only here for a few days. Oh, 
So I mean, so they tolerate. They deal with him a few days, yeah. Now he's, you know he's, he's there for the full three weeks. Yeah, they've got to do, and they have to respect him and clap at his speeches now. But they all know My he's going to... My dick is bigger than the biggest redwood tree. This is factual evidence, and if you say different, fake news. <laughs> it's yeah. not a mushroom. It's bigger than that tree. <laughs> Speaking of fake news, should we go on to weird news? Yes. Yay! I yeah, so I we summed it up, and we, 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 yeah. we're all sort of 50-50 about Mike, who thinks there's definitely something dodgy going on. Off the fence, surprisingly. No, no, no. I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you, but I'm, I am more to that than I do to the innocent. I think I'm with you too, Mike, but I do see both sides. But I think, can we just put one final pin in it? I will explain to the listener, I've drunk way more this week than I normally would. That's why I've needed to piss. Fair enough. Gaz so can't go. hold his liquid anymore. Behind the scenes um, bonus features. You're That's pissing worse than them Bream and Groove. See, Bream and Groove, you just swap it in the corner. Exactly. Do this standards. I wish I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take you with me though, Mike. I wouldn't dump you like it. No, no, no. Sounds like a right bastard, didn't I? He did, not <laughs> Oh, it might be once. <laughs> you can't drink for shit anyway. <laughs> They'd probably kick us out of the way. They'd realise we didn't want to kill children to get, like, mineral money. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Trillions of dollars worth, apparently, in, in Afghan. Funny that, isn't it? Trillions. Trillions. Could replace that missing deficit from the... From the defence budget. Yeah, man, the huge opium crops. Oh, there's probably at least oh, 10 yeah. trillion of mineral deposits that would invade over there and there, so that. Something like yeah. 90% of opium comes from fucking Afghanistan. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, there's that great footage of that bloke in a really cool combat gear, mm. bit of a burning field of poppies behind him, visibly looking high off his fucking face. <laughs> Strange that <laughs> the price and supply of heroin's gone up as well. In, mm. Anyway, I really do need that. Right. We'll so, be back with some weird news. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Okay, so let's finish on some weird news and then we'll end on full Alex, as is show tradition now. <laughs> so uh, what's the first bit of weird news then, Michael? Uh, so a preacher says... It's a historical fact that dinosaurs were killed in the Civil War. The American Civil War. Dinosaurs were killed in the American Civil War. So that means they fought in the American Civil War? No, they were just killed. Yeah, but that means they must have fought. No, they were shot down. But they were there, is what I mean. So the Civil War was happening. They had to be there to be killed. What year was the American Civil War? Like 1863 to 1868. There's an awesome film. That's steampunk as fuck. Like, 18... Oh, steampunk dinosaur killed Dinosaurs riding... Confederates no. on T-Rex. That's what I was yeah. trying to say. Yeah, that's what I was trying yeah. to say. I couldn't think of what they're called. Confederate-era soldiers yeah. with those type of guns, but riding a T-Rex with a bit of armour plating on it. Yeah, him. and a bionic eye. There you go. But maybe not robotic stuff, just stuff from the time. A bit of... I think like like a steam helmet. hissing out of his red eye that's... Okay. Yeah, like... I don't know what it does, but it looks... Like an infrared. Looks yeah, awesome. like an infrared thing, yeah. There you go. I'll down with that. So, I just had a brain. So, um, John Gleason, I think he wrote a book called The Godless Engineer, recently did an interview with Matt Powell, the 20 year old budding hate preacher who said <laughs> the government should execute gay people because the Bible says so, wants women to stop dressing like whores, and thinks all atheists are coke drinking video game addicts. I'm sorry to well, interrupt. Well, they probably you. are, but what's that got to do with it? I'm sorry to interrupt, <laughs> but this will be brief. But that saying, a budding. Hate preacher. Well, he's only 22, so... Yeah, but think what that means, though, budding, so as if there's competition in the hate yeah, preacher world. Yeah, there is. He's a, 
And uh, the most, uh, and next up, folks, the most recent uh, up-and-coming hot off-the-press star in the hate preacher world. Yeah. With his first hate preacher record. Here he is. Dinosaurs have killed the Civil War. Here he is. A pudding hate preacher. Yeah, Matt Powell. Welcome to modern... Yeah, um, and that's what it is. It's like you've got your, your Pat Robinsons, who are, who are like your fucking up there, aren't you? They're, but they're old. You feel them because they are. Yeah. This is a dark side of the internet. Yeah. This is because it should be open, but... Um, Alex pointed out something awesome today um, on his... Uh, the comedian Owen Benjamin, he, do you know him? You were an American no, guy. No. He wasn't that famous, he was quite famous, but he'd been thrown off Twitter as well for basically having a go at somebody who he didn't agree with their political beliefs, and Twitter had banned him. Uh, so he appeared on Alex Jones, Alex's new best friend, because we're both banned, the most banned people from Twitter. And um, Is this for Alex, or is wrong? Uh, hmm? No, no, it won't be. I'm just saying, but Alex actually said something that I agree with. That I was like, well, that's pretty fucked up when you put it in them terms. Because he can, every now and then, when he oh, starts yeah, shouting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what it was, the comedian had to point out, because he's been branded as a hateful person and a racist Nazi, because that's what you do now. If you disagree with the extreme left's opinion, they just bombard you and label you Nazi racist. So to... He basically lost bookings where theatres wouldn't yeah. book him. So now how he has to book his tour is he books the venue in secret. He tells his fans what city he's in, yeah. but not what venue. So they buy tickets for the city, not the venue. And then when it comes to the week of the show, he emails the individual ticket buyers yeah. with what theatre he's playing in. And Alex Jones says, and this is America, right? The land of the free. This is how you have to book your tour. He's like, yeah, I have to, because otherwise the venue... And he's like, America. 2018, America. And he's got a fucking point, hasn't he? Because, <laughs> and this isn't me liberal bashing, I'm not, I'm just like... Yeah, it is fucked up that the guy has disagreed with some people on Twitter. Yeah. And they shouted him down so much that they will fucking stop venues from booking him. That's like fascist But what, but what did he say, though? I mean, that's he me. disagreed with, basically, um, somebody wanted to change their five-year-old son... They wanted to give him hormone tablets right. to turn him to a female at that age, age okay. right. And this comedian was like, I think that's child abuse. And everyone turned on him and was like, whoa, you can't say that. And no, like, I mean, a five-year-old isn't their own mind, for God's sake, exa- five well, years old. I mean, it's, well, he got banned to, from to, Twitter. The, to the far liberal left, I, I, yeah. the far, far left. He's now a Nazi to the, for saying to the, that. Um, the, the, the woman who thinks that children should give you, like, babies should give their consent to it before you change yeah. their nappy. It's on them people. levels, isn't it? It's yeah. extreme. And he's been kicked off Twitter, which has directly affected his career and his um, yeah. livelihood. Right. He had to go back to... His brother's a lumberjack, and he had to go back to... He's a top comedian. He lost his tour. So he had to go yeah. back to being a lumberjack with his brother for a bit wow. to support his family. And then and he's on Alex, and Alex, for once, pointing out, and that's America, the land of the free, 2018. Yeah. We're policing ourselves to death with this... Of course. Um, free speech or no free speech. And he, it's like yeah, it's Jones. Like, you can't... Well, you've galvanised him now. Yeah. And it, he's a folk hero in a way, because I read the comments as the interview. It was an hour-long interview, and I was reading the comments, because someone's posted this from Infowars onto YouTube, yeah. and loads of the comments were, Oh, Alex on YouTube, I'll report you. You better download this before it's deleted. They've turned him into a folk here. People in the yeah. comments were amazed he's on this clip was allowed on YouTube. So sorry for the massive tangent. 
<laughs> but somehow remind me how the fuck I got to it from what the fuck this was. But well, this is that say budding hate preacher. That's what we got to it. <laughs> a budding hate preacher. Right. So um, at one point, John wants Powell, who was the hate budding hate preacher, right. to explain why ancient cultures don't make references to dinosaurs. If humans and dinosaurs lived at the same time as creationists believe, wouldn't we have records of their existence dating back hundreds of years? Doesn't the fact that everything we know about dinosaurs comes from discoveries made in the 1800s suggest that they lived long before <coughs> humans came onto the scene? Powell rejects the premise because he insists those references do exist. Oh. In fact, he says, Confederate soldiers, that would have to be Confederate and not Union, I suppose, uh, in the Civil War, fought dinosaurs. And we have a picture of it. <laughs> Now, there is a picture below. You haven't got to, we haven't got to watch the video. But um, there we go. There's the picture. Oh, yeah, it's blatantly it a forgery. I was going to... I mean, uh, who fell for this? Because I don't think that uh, one, two, three, four, five, uh, six Confederate soldiers and muskets are bringing down a pterodactyl. <laughs> I don't think that's a possibility unless it's a one in a fucking hundred shot. Can you imagine though if this is? Brilliant? I mean, I know they're the rifled muskets, so they're a little more accurate. So when's this? The late eighteen hundreds. No, it was eighteen sixty. Let's say eighteen sixty-three. So imagine this if it was real. And also, they're wearing in, Union. In an alternative universe, this happens. They were Union soldiers riding the pterodactyls into war. Well, yeah, I I'm should just... point out. I, I know that um, at the start of the Civil War, that some uniforms were double booked. Let's say. Blue cloth, which was the uniform of the, uh, the Union troops, was cheaper than grey. And some oh, un right. some Confederate troops went into battle wearing blue. But those guys are wearing blue, and that should technically make them Unionists. But wait. Depending on the year this photo was taken. You ever seen the film Glory? Yeah, great film. I watched that the other night. Great the first film. Time. The, the, the first black uh, yeah. black guy battalion. It's really good, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Morgan Freeman's in it. Yeah, well. really good. Denzel movie. Washington. Yeah, it's pretty much every. It's the first Black Panther, technically. Mm. In a way, it they wouldn't is. give him boots, would they? No, that's it. Yeah, they, they didn't want them to fight the blacks because they just wanted them to dig latrines and shit. Yeah, and the the, the white because they had white officers, colonel in charge of regiment. Like, no, my guys can fight just as well as any any other anyone else. Send us in, and they did. They sent him into the. Biggest meat grinder they could oh. find, but it still came out. Uh, they didn't win. Did they, they didn't win, but they didn't let themselves down, did they? Well, they lost. No, they didn't. They lost over half their company, but half their battalion. Yeah. <laughs> well, can you imagine if this picture is real? Just imagine it was for a second, because America. So when did you say eighteen sixties? Yeah, let's say eight, mid eighteen sixties. America's a massive sort of half undiscovered, you know. Oh yeah, not by the, then. They, no, 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 but no, they, they haven't discovered every square They haven't spread fully west at that know. point. No, every no, 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 mountain, no. every crevice, every... Imagine if there was two or three of these things the gold rush, didn't you? Yeah, I was like, after this. All right, after don't, the Civil War. I'm doing a flight of fancy. Fuck the facts. Just oh, we're scenarioing. Okay, scenario. History, said, boy, history boy over here is getting yeah. his knickers in a twist. Imagine if there's two or three of them left. It's possible. Imagine two or three of them left, millions of years old. Dwindled down, two or three left, managed surviving in caves and things. And somehow they did discover it and get it down because it was weak and fucking the last one. I'm just thinking... I, mean, I don't know, lizards are still around. I'm thinking... It would be awesome. The, um, 
the, the, the weapon we've had over the time compared to the size of the beast is what I'm thinking. I don't think it could think have been weak as fuck. They it could have been. Down. It could yeah. have been. Shoot some holes in them wings. What I'm saying is in an alternative universe, dinosaurs this, and the Civil War were still yeah. going on. The there was awesome steampunk Civil War yeah, going on. They were riding pterodactyls. Yeah. Union troops riding yeah. pterodactyls, firing their, firing their rivals down. Yeah. Well, I mean, the picture is obviously fake. But oh, of course, just, yeah. It would be, not, it'll be cool to imagine so, if they did find something. Let's like um, that, scroll but. down a little bit more and see what he has to say. Uh, he says, simple. It's a hoax. Oh, for fuck's sake, why did we just wait we, 20 minutes? There's all kinds of ways to show that. <laughs> a couple of propagandists have been perpetuating the myth for years, and so it lives on. The point is, there's no reason... Oh, sorry, this is the, the, the guy who's interviewed who says, the point is, there's no reason to think the Civil War was between Confederates, Union soldiers, and dinosaurs. But, oh, well, basically, but the budding hate these. preacher is just fucking lying, isn't he? So, um, do the next one. <laughs> the Confederates <laughs> for dinosaurs... Therefore, we must hate the Mexicans. That's it. This one, guys. It's more homegrown. It's from the Daily Express. Okay. UK paper. M6 crash horror. Motorway fatalities due to ghosts of Roman soldiers. Okay. And we shouldn't laugh. I drive on the um, M6. I should point out to the listener, the M6 is one of the busiest motorway sections in the whole of Europe. And I drive on it fucking regularly. Not through choice, but because I have to. And so Spartacus. I'm, I'm interested. Never seen Spartacus or the geezer from Gladiator or fucking, uh, what's his name? Asterix. He was a goal, mate. Yeah, but he fought against them, didn't yeah, he? True. So he should have been there. No, please, somebody read it out. Excuse me. Oh, I'm, you have a go at me for doing that? I am so sorry, listener. That is massively unprofessional. But you have a go at me for doing that? All I did was spill my can. And the thing is, if we were a bit more professional, we'd edit that out, but we're not. It just comes as seen yeah, rough and ready. That's what we do. I am drunk now at this stage. We've, how long has we been going, Ben, recording? Uh, two hours, five minutes. I started off not drunk, but by now, yes. Things have kicked in. I'm holding <laughs> onto the chair so the room doesn't spin. <laughs> you look like a white cheek, are you? No, I'm fine. So don't judge me, listener. <laughs> oh, right. Please so, read it out. <laughs> an accident prone stretch of the M6 in Cheshire, not that far away from where we are, uh, sees more crashes than any other sections of the road because it is haunted by the ghosts of Roman soldiers, a psychic has claimed. Fucking psychics. A strange, a series of strange phenomena have been reported by motorists between Junction 16 and 19, involving phantom lorries, spectral hitchhikers, and sightings of legionnaires. <sighs> and Mike Brooker says the disturbances caused by a 250 million upgrade project could be to blame. Oh, fuck me. He said... Well, they're pissed off and put a new fucking disturbed. bypass at the Yeah, the Romans loved the road. Graves. The Romans loved the road. It's not straight enough. Oh, they disturbed the graves and it's got curves in it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, these soldiers are like, you fucking dat. All they're doing... He does actually say that. He said a Roman burial ground in the area of the roadworks may have awoken 2,000-year-old spirits which now haunt no, motorists. What I think is, right, the roadway, the roadway <laughs> curves at some point and the dead Romans marching on it, invisible to everyone else, only become visible when they, they just carry on marching. Yeah, across straight the on. Straight <laughs> you lose them at the curb. Yeah. If you can get past that curb, you're all right. Yeah. But they, they can't. Just carry on. They, they can't. They, they can't, can't march. Line, that's it. We cannot march in curves, <laughs> even in the ghost world. <laughs> the, oh, imagine what a shit ghost world that is, just stuck as a legionary. Well, can't that marching psychic... continually. How awful is that? Can't the psychic have a word? Well, apparently not. 
The 53-year-old from Northwich has dubbed the area Chester's Bermuda Triangle oh. because of the relatively high, relatively high number of accidents. <coughs> yeah, but nobody's disappeared. It's not the Bermuda most. Triangle. <laughs> Nobody drives onto that between junctions eight and nine of the M6. You just fucking disappear and then they never find the black box or nothing. He says, <laughs> he, says he personally knows people who have lost their lives and families. Yeah, it crash, but you don't disappear. It's not like the Bermuda Triangle. The ancient 17 and 19 gas, it's completely unprecedented. Yeah, yeah, but in the Bermuda Triangle, they disappear. You don't find the wreckage, do you? Mm. The, the, that stretch of the M6, if someone crashes and dies, you very much do oh, find yeah. the wreckage. It's strewn about across three lanes. Yeah, the thing is, guys, they all have stab wounds and legionary fucking gladii. <laughs> so it's, it's a cover-up. They were set upon by Roman ghosts. That'll make it awesome, They were impaled by Pili and then stabbed repeatedly with gladiuses. Mm. Well... Fuck that then, I'm not going to go up there again. Well, I have to for work, so I'll look out. If I Keep see an eye out. I've always got my phone on me, I will film it. If I see the ghost Roman soldiers, you better believe we will break You'll pull the out the first. You'll pull oh, yes. out the first. I will course. take pictures when it's safe and legal to do so. Ah, uh, so I think that sums up that story. Uh, What's me. the next one? Roman ghosts on the roads. <laughs> this one's great, bit of time travel. Man turns himself in to the FBI for killing Abraham Lincoln in 1865. <laughs> Washington, D.C. A man from Virginia turned himself in at the FBI headquarters this morning, claiming that he was guilty of killing more than 30 people, including the 16th president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln. 71-year-old Leroy Timothy Anderson claimed he worked for 35 years as a time-travelling assassin <laughs> for a secret governmental agency and says that he has killed people at various times going from 1678 to 2239. <coughs> the elderly man declared <coughs> his actions are all legitimate and ordered by the government, but he fears his former employers might want to eliminate him because he knows too much. I should fucking say so. Hang on, just, think, don't just suspend disbelief then. for a second and be, and this is actually true and he does he's done this. I'm suggesting that well, he's, he's within many a dildo chair. I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying he's a fucking idiot if it's true for going to the press. Isn't he? Well, he's confessing. He's got way more chance of getting caught. He's terminally ill. He's got nothing to lose. He's gone to the FBI. Wouldn't you rather die nicely in Dignitas or another time-travelling assassin like Jean-Claude Van Damme? Oh, because they're going to wipe him out anyway. Comes through time, shoots you in the face with a bazooka. Ah, but no, oh, that's just shit. So if Jean-Claude Van Damme comes back and kills him before he dies, mm. this article won't exist anymore. This section of the podcast in the future will be removed. Yeah. Oh, I'm too pissed for that. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> He claims that he was part of a cro- programme called the Kronos Project. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. It's giving me a bit of a sticky, to be fair. <laughs> Which was designed, coordinated and executed by the Central Intelligence Agency and the United States Special Operations Forces under the supervision of DARPA. Wow. See our DARPA episode. This ultra-secret programme would have orchestrated more than 1,200 assassinations spreading out over almost all of human history including many famous characters like Martin Luther King Jr., Julius Caesar, or Mahatma Gandhi, Mike's mate. <laughs> They're your Gandhi, you bastard. <laughs> Get off oh. them teenage girls, you creepy, nappy-wearing fuck. 
I won't admit it. That he wasn't a virgin, he didn't fuck those girls. I don't know, do I? I don't know. Even Wait, he didn't fuck them, it's still done. It's just a test. I am testing, so tests I don't touch. <laughs> but still I feel the rub of them against me in the night. Oh, make me shake so much my flip-flop fall off. Yeah. I like Gandhi. Uh, welcome once again to the Bernard Manning of podcasts. A bit of racial humour for you there. The last vestiges of internet freedom. I Listen. like Gandhi because of his political beliefs, not because he was wearing a nappy and shagging <laughs> young girls. It's just a right. test. I've got you completely wrong then, sorry. <laughs> Imagine if I said to me, missus, right, to prove my fucking fidelity to you, right, I've set up this test. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is... I'm going to sleep in the bed in the spare room with a couple of 19-year-old fitties, right? And I'm not going to shag them. <laughs> I'm not going to shag them. But we're just going to sleep there all night to prove to you that I don't shag with the people. And I do that for the next 20 years. Yes. <laughs> Rotating the girls as they become too old to excite yes. me. They'll never get any a day older than 19, ever. And, um, and oh, this... I'm killed. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> Nobody's of that. Bees are love, mate. <laughs> Gandhi was the same as us all. Yeah. All great men have the same fucking Achilles heel as everybody else. We'll do anything to make our willies come. <laughs> <laughs> Within reason. Uh, well, Mr. Anderson's uh, story <laughs> was clearly the most entertaining that I've ever heard, said <laughs> FBI Director Christopher <laughs> A. Ray. He would say that though, wouldn't he? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Anderson, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> not only claims to have killed President Lincoln, but also 32 others, including at least 12 that are not even born yet, he told reporters. I know that conspiracy theorists are accused of covering up Lincoln's murder and stuff like that, but the FBI isn't going to open an investigation. I don't think this man killed anyone, I just think he lost contact with reality. <laughs> There, there's a sensible man, isn't <laughs> it? Me. On, on, on paper. I mean, lost contact reality. So oh, right. So, there's festival days, guys. They're gone yeah. now. You're a sensible married man. All thanks to my life coaching. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I haven't had that check yet. I've got no money. I spent it all on the children. <laughs> well, find the money. <laughs> a real sacrifice of children. <laughs> I've burnt an effigy, Mike. It was an effigy. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly an effigy, right. Um, so uh, next one. Do you believe him? Have we got any more or is it full Alex? Let's full, full Alex, Alex, I think. Full Alex. You would, like to, would you like to explain, dear Ben, what full Alex is? Well, basically, Mike finds a clip of some random weirdos on the internet. Then he finds a clip of Alex Jones going what we like to call full Alex. And as you know, listener, you never go full Alex. Never. Welcome to the most popular game show in this flat. Were you trying to get crazy with this scene? Don't you know I'm local? Yes, uh, I think we, should t we have to decide who. Some, are you playing as two or one mm -hmm. this week? Mate? Two. two against yeah. one again. So it's a, a triple threat match, mm. essentially. Who is the more batshit crazy this week? It's usually Alex, but every now and then 
Mike finds us someone fairly oh. regular, to be fair, who <laughs> Alex's. Alex, I if would, you can imagine that. I would like to say that Pat Robinson is the number one contender for the ties at the moment. Mm. He's, he's definitely won a few. Tool of a man, yeah. isn't he? Well, there's a, there's a few favourites coming back in this yeah. one. Oh, right. what about Baseball Hat Man? Is he featuring? <laughs> Not in this one. Oh, he's, he's, he's batshit insane. Okay, first up, we've got Dave Jander. Ooh, ooh, who's he? Is he a new contender? I'm not heard him before. He might be a new one. Says Trump has survived close to a dozen assassination attempts. <laughs> right, okay. I'm sure we'd have heard about them if we had. I'm bulletproof. Nine assassination attempts. Exactly. That's not JFK, actually. <laughs> Weird ooh. mixture of JFK and Trump. Play that shit, Mike. That's a bastard child. Ooh. We're good to go? Yeah. Yeah, man. I believe there have been a number of assassination attempts on his life since the he took The press has not reported, or they have not said, or whatever. And let's add that to the list that we spoke about earlier. I, 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 I've been told that there have been close to a dozen attempts on his life. And obviously he has survived those. I believe the difference between JFK... And Donald Trump is the following. <laughs> Donald Trump has the support of the military. Donald Trump, I believe, has not only the Secret Service protecting him, but I believe he also has another layer of protection that he has arranged for, that he's paid for himself, for him and his family. And... I, I'll tell you something. You can love him or you can hate him. But I don't know how the man functions day to day <laughs> with the threats on him. On a dollar a year salary. <laughs> a dollar a year Even if he was making a billion. No, but he's making a dollar I don't know, a year. I know, but even if he was making a billion, I, that's why... I, that's why... It, 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 he he is beyond under the micros. He's under the microscope, but he's also under not just a gun. He's under a howitzer every day. <laughs> and, and and it's amazing. You know, he'll he'll do a big rally. You know, in Pennsylvania, he'll do a big rally in 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 Florida. He'll do a big. And, you know, he's on the go all the time. And the fact that he has so many deep state players that want him out of the picture. And the fact that he is willing to put his life on the line every minute of every day, to me, is incredible. Well, he's not winning over so far. He's just talking bollocks. But over he's, been told. he's been told. I can care. He couldn't give a source, though, could he? And when, when he asked me for source, he kind of clammed up and just said, I've been told! <laughs> I'll be to... By God, maybe, I don't know. Well, I won't shoot my load, I'll wait, it, wait for it. But to be honest, I think there could be some validity to Donald Trump needing an extra layer than your average I, I, president I think and having the funds to pay for it. I think every world leader has an extra layer. Yeah, but most Trump. of them aren't as rich as him, are they? Can no, you know, but I'd imagine, imagine that plausibility you, to the I, fact I would imagine that May, for example, RPM has got mm. a sort of standard um, flying yeah, squad bodyguards, every... diplomatic service bodyguards. But and if then she was a, a multi, couple multi, of SAS multi... guys with a 
But imagine if she but was a multi, 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 multi-millionaire, could she not afford to pay for a few added extras? You know, Maybe. I don't think that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. No, though, but remember the... The amount of assassinations might be exaggerated, but I, I could see him having an extra Remember the, your dad, Trumpy, has got, yeah. the, um, got the, the Spear of Christ, hasn't he? <laughs> That's, oh, that's, that's an old one, isn't it? We had the, that guy who said that uh, he's got Trump's the, got the spear of destiny. Well, look, Dad's got the spear of destiny, <laughs> but I've got the bladder of a walnut. So could you please <laughs> pause it for me one last? I'm so sorry. No worries. We're back. So let's do the second bit of uh, Alex's uh, contender. Next one is Jesse Lee Peterson. Oh <laughs> my good mate. Ben's faves. What's he? He's up there for. <laughs> Shit, crazy fucking award. Let's see what he's going to say this week. Cunt of the year. Cunt of the year. My cunt of the year. Coming soon. <laughs> A new segment on the show. Cunt of the year. Ben's cunt of the year. I like that. <laughs> we should do that. On the, do, the actually, we should do. We should do it for all of us and have a proper award. So the cunt Oscars. And we actually sort of wear suits while we're here. <laughs> we have to just get we'll a live stream it. We have to get a David Ike mask. I'm going to get a Tony Blair mask. <laughs> <laughs> Mask. <laughs> I'm like fucking into Nigel Farage mask. That's with the three patron saints, isn't of course, it? Yeah. it man. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> more we wear suits, because we've, we've got to dress up for it. Yeah. <laughs> an award ceremony, yeah. man. Yeah, definitely. That's the, that's, oh, right, there we go, that's our New Year episode. Right, let's listen to this. Boom. Speaking of cunt. Let's listen to, let's listen to this cunt. <laughs> Tiffany Peterson says the Democrats are controlled by demonic man hating women. Well, he would say that. He's a mad cunt. Except that appears to be the end of it. Please stand by, we're experiencing technical difficulties. We're the most punished podcast in the world. In this block of flats. <laughs> Possibly on the street. <laughs> well, there's that many fucking podcasts now. That's true. <laughs> there's literally millions of them. Are we there now, Mike? Yeah. All oh, right, let's go for it, boys and girls. Boom. Look who controls <laughs> the Democratic Party. Pay attention. The Democratic Party is now controlled by angry, man-hating, God-hating, good women-hating, children-hating, the unborn child-hating women. They hate men. They hate good. They hate God. The Democratic Party is controlled by feminist women who hate everything that's good. Satan is their father. And they are working hard to get control just as an angry mother does in the home. And if you are a child, boy or girl growing up, and you love your father, and that mother does not love the father, she'll destroy you too. If you get in her way, you cannot agree with your father. And so in the Democratic Party today, the beta males who are girly men cannot disagree with the feminist women. They'll chew them up and spit them out because they don't have the manness. They don't have the courage. They have been destroyed in the homes, and now they're being controlled by the women of the Democratic Party. Now, those women who are controlling the Democratic Party hate men, hate God, because men represent God on earth. Look at the Democratic Party. 
And then there are a couple women in the Republican Party. At least two of them are supposed to be moderates or something. They hate men. They hate them. And those rhino Republican men, because they have not forgiven their mothers and overcome her identity and returned to their natural state of being, cannot handle it. That's why they sent a woman to do a man's job. And that's why you see white people, and not all whites, of course, eating their own, destroying their own. It's a spiritual battle, folks. It's a warfare between good and evil. It has nothing to do with being male or female. It's the God that you serve. And the Democratic Party is of its father, the devil, and all the little Democrats running around represent Satan. They're evil people. Well, he coaches himself so many times during that. I don't know where to start. One, one second, all women are evil. Then there's women in the Republican Party. Then there's they've been taken over. Then they're all then they're all agents of Satan. I, I don't even. Uh, you know what? Guys are fucking lunatic. Alex is going to fucking. He's one out of the two contenders for me. He's in prime spot. And the two challengers. Any comments, so, guys? The two challenges um, he's won that. Well, uh, it's dodgy ground. I know there is a, a lot of people that do feel that there's a generation of men that, um, you know, not very manly, and that might be a bad thing for the future of men. That's a valid. They're allowed to have that point. But then he turns it to the. Oh, there's such extremes of like you're on this side or the other, and he's basically like women are evil. We're awesome. It's fucking idiot. I'm, he's a Christian. His Pope sits in a fucking snakehead throne. No, he's really not a Catholic. Mike, what he's makes really it like a new Primisterian or a fucking. Well, there's still he's still one, one of the Pope. American sects. He still worships the Pope. Uh, no, well, there's I, I, two. I don't know, like, uh, um, Church of England descent, um, offshoot wouldn't worship the Pope. Church of England doesn't worship the Pope. He's probably one of those American offsets of. Of, um, well, there's still all pedophiles anyway, so... Well, I'm rarely lost for words, and there's two reasons why I, I'm, I am lost for words currently. One is because I'm drunk as fuck. Uh, number That's a good, two, good answer. Number two... Welcome is, to my world. Yes, number two is this geezer. It's hard for me to, to um, critique him without sounding like crossing some line in this modern world of being easy to upset people, because he talks like a fucking... Mm-hmm. Yeah. you going to drop the R-bomb? I nearly dropped the R bomb, but you're not allowed to. It's been conditioned out of a, out of me now, Ben. I'm PC. I can't I drop it. the R bomb. What's the I modern... had to apologise for it, but I did. Well, it. why don't we go retro then, and why don't I drop an S bomb and say sound he talks like a spastic? <laughs> All right, man. <fair> <laughs> Can we bring spastic back? I'm bringing spastic back. Remember the spastic society. Probably not a tagline you want to make yourself. <laughs> Remember the spastic society. It was yeah. the official name of the charity because that was the official word. Yeah, then yeah it, it was. It was hijacked. As, there's comedians who've done bits on this, how words just get recycled. Mm. and it mean, Spastic Society was the official word. Yeah. Then it got hijacked as slang, so they were forced to change it. There's a scoop. I Retard believe. was a medical term, but then was not a medical hijacked term. Hijacked again, yeah. So mongoloid. the circle, just mongoloid was a medically accepted term. At one point, so it's just a cycle of language going on yes, and on. So. I would like to point out that we are. He talks children, like a spastic. We're children of the eighties, and the world has changed. Window liquor. The world has changed a lot <laughs> since we were teenagers. 
I know and it scares the fuck out of me. The terms that were acceptable in our youth are no longer acceptable now, and we accept that, and we do try to move on. But it's this guy, did, acceptable. but this this guy does sound like a fucking retard. Retarded puff. Um, I was going to say it. Um, Alright, should we go to our Yeah, before we go too far down the rabbit hole. But like I say, the world has changed. Before we get kicked off Twitter, the w- because generally you can't say what we've just said now. We're lucky we're underground, we're an independent pod. We're still, you know, we're like a, 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 a punk band, that, you know, that's building up its audience. We're not one of the, the big boys yet. Yet. We probably won't be if we keep saying the R word. <laughs> but... <laughs> As I've explained, the we're world, honest. We're honest, and we say what. Yeah, the world has changed, and certain terms are not acceptable now as they yeah. once were. But um, in our parlance of our of our generation, we still use them. So there you go. So let's see what Alex has got to say. Oh no! And Alex has got some. I think he's got some. I think he's got it against him. Jesse Lee Peterson never. And I love that inspirational photo behind him. That's fantastic. He looks like a Klingon. It's amazing. <laughs> Oh Lord, don't let me be misunderstood. Right, so let's see okay, what I As to date, 30th of September 2018. Right. This is Alex's latest clip I've got. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see because of the Bohemian Grove documentary. Yeah, yeah. And also, Alex is currently, the, like, as he pointed out when I saw him recently today, that he's the most banned man in the world and the most mm-hmm. banned man in the world. He's loving it. Has it affected him, this band, mate? Because well, let's just... We'll, we... we'll soon find out, won't you? Well, hang on. Sorry oh. sorry to interrupt again. I know I'm prolonging it, but I do think this is important. For context, Alex is currently banned from YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yep. Also, his app, which is the way to watch his show, the easiest way, oh, that's has been gone, yeah. banned from the iTunes store. Yep. So they've they've completely mm-hmm. neutered him, and his um, resource stream. Yeah, yeah. There's PayPal, because his his online store where he made most of his money, they took PayPal. Um, um, I saw an interview with him where it, even computer programs that they use in their offices and things, those companies have took I that tell you away. What, mate, it's fucking frightening. It's dodgy, it? isn't it? Dodgy but, isn't the word. Well, no, it's terrifying, isn't it? But has it affected him, Mike? We'll Shall we know. see? Here we go then. And the way I'm rooting for him. I'm sorry to say that, but I am. Mm. Well, it's understandable. I'm rooting for him. I'll always, I'll root for anyone who just leaves fucking beat us. We'll, we'll, we'll go for it. Okay. Alex, if you know everything that you say you know and you got their plans, why are you still alive? Well, they're murdering my name, they're assassinating me. Uh, yeah, but you've said Hillary Clinton's, you know, her plan goes and, you know, all these people that get close to her. So if you're opposing the most powerful Democrat in the marketplace, let's just say... Because they thought I was a joke, like a poison, I titrated it. I, and it's the way God worked, it wasn't me. We built up, they thought it was a joke, they used us against Trump, they kept thinking they were winning, and now when the poison, the truth, is so strong, when the big dose hits them, they already have figured it out. And so I'm just over there, I'm the globalist lethal injection, and I, I'm ready to die. So let's just be clear. I've already won. This is all gravy from this point on. So they, I'm already in the system. I've already won. And they thought it was a joke. And now they just took their death dust. Really, I'm going to kill the New World Order. That's why they call me violent. That's why they hate me. I'm not physically hurting anybody. But the information is the end. It's their end of days. 
You think so? No one can reverse it now. Yeah, no, it's true. Because humanity wants to live. And they're the ones doing this. I studied their papers. I studied their program. And you ask why they're so afraid? They're so afraid because I've got their number. And I'm not afraid to die. So that's it. That answers your question. So if that's where you're at, who cares if you ever get back on social media? I don't. You really don't. The message, the transmission, everything else now is graving. Everything else is just getting ready to meet God. Whatever. And be a real man, I got to take my licks, I'm ready. Everything else now is take my licks. Is that why you That means my like kids got to take the licks, my family's got to take the licks, I got to take the licks. I'm ready to take the licks. So let's get it going here. Somebody with God forever, it doesn't matter anymore. I'm taking my licks. <laughs> How are you doing emotionally right now? I love it. Yeah, you're good. I'm very close, close to, very close to God. Very close to God. Very close. You know, in fact, I always feel my heart, stomach, knots, and my bones, like, like every moment is like close to God. I, I can't explain it. I'm so close to God right now. I. Are you in prayer <laughs> mode right now? Are you are you speaking all the no, time? I, I, you, I just feel good. Peace? I mean, are you relaxed? I am at peace. I am at now. I'm now at peace. I'm not at peace. It's not my name or who I am. The enemy knows I love God. I love Jesus. And so I've already passed on. And that's why the enemy hates me because I'm well beyond their grasp now. Far beyond their grasp. I just pray that God will have mercy on my children. But I trust God. So... It's God's will now. So you don't think there's anything here for you to figure out a way to bring it back and have this be a second coming of Alex's mind getting to work and doing all that stuff? You, you think it's second coming of Christ? Oh, I mean, the Lord works in mysterious ways. I'm just telling you that I knew when Trump was elected election night. I told her, but I said, it's going to get really bad. They're coming after. It's like, we've won. It'll be the president. We're all set. And I said, no. I said, no, we're not set. Get ready. And I said, I've completed my work. And everything else now is up to everybody else. Uh, Alex, 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 Oh, Maybe social media bang gets reversed. That was quite reverse. painful, wasn't it? Who's got it to think this Oh, thing? well, that's pretty real, man. Okay, let's go through it then. All right, so you've got... Uh, so you've got Dave, Dave Jander says that Trump has survived close to a dozen assassination attempts. Nah, he was talking bullshit. Mm. Jesse Lee Peterson says that Democrats are controlled by demonic men hating women. Mm, he's close. But Alex Jones is ready to die. Alex Jones is ready to die. Or... Or is he finally getting off the character and he's going to re-emerge as Bill Hicks? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Could it be a career change? I think he's just finally snapped. <laughs> but well, he, that he, was a deathbed confession. He, he, it, was, it was. It was. To be fair, that was a very serious, like, this is going to happen to me. Yeah. I am at peace. I'm ready to meet God. I've got yeah. blood in my bones. I'm very... inside my children, blah, blah, blah. You know, that is a, an obituary. It's very serious. Yeah. I'm quite worried about his mental state now, to be fair. I am not. 
<laughs> well, you wouldn't be, would you? I'm going with Alex, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, with Jesse Peterson, that's your daily bread and butter. Alex is bearing his soul there. Yeah, I think Alex has lost the... I, I joke about his mental health, but no, that he, well, I mean, look, um, yeah, he is... Um, there's something... I think not his quite mental health is... Well, look at there. him in the Bohemian Grove documentary. Yeah, oh, young, young and confident. Yeah. yeah. He's... Um, now, he's my family's got to suffer. My family's, he said his family's going to yeah. take their licks. Because, well, look, the, the fucking government, but they have... They have. I'm on his side, 100%. And me, they've lionised him and turned him into a folk hero. I, I know he's full of shit. I think it's dangerous fucking grand because him. who's next? Exactly. Who's next that doesn't top, doesn't so, over the fucking corporate line? It sets line. a precedent. Oh, exactly. One day. Well, on that note. On that note. Who are we going with? I'm going to go with Alex. Alex is um, blatantly obvious deteriorating mental health. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastard. Yeah. It's the opus kids Absolutely. are all right. Yeah, I was, I was fine. Yeah. Alex has finally gone full Alex. Alex is finally gone full Alex. Yeah, he really has. Cycle. Oh, well, tune in next week for us laughing at him even more. <laughs> so, yeah, do you want to... Uh... So, um, I've been Ben. That's been Bohemian Grove and for Alex. Yes. I'm going to say don't drink the flavour aid and don't join a cult. I would say I've been Gaz. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, check out our Facebook page, Cutting Through the Bull in the Post to the Apocalypse. Absolutely. Um, free Biff Tannen. Good night. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. Is it your course code, Mike? Okay, Mike. Thank Mike. you for your information. Who <laughs> you started it? Done anything yet? Not yet. Well, well, I'm working towards it. Okay. <laughs> well, You're thinking you about doing, doing it. Yeah. Do or do not. You know that's one yeah. of the principles. Yeah. yeah? Kind of, of is. Founding principles. I mean, Yoda said that. I mean, he's there kind of the no daddy, choice. isn't he? He's kind of like the Jesus <laughs> of the Jedi. Yeah. But yeah. cooler. Much cooler. Is it good then? Yeah. It's going fine. Hello. <laughs> okay, good for you. Well, I'll get there eventually. <laughs> Until then, we'll reward you. May the force be with you. <laughs> and I will attempt to watch the latest Star Wars films in the next yes. couple of weeks. Right then. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening. And uh, good night.